Ahoy! Welcome to episode 70, 76? 76, yes. 76 of the, the, the Carl's Corner podcast. Um, to our mm. audio listeners and to our visual watchers, um, welcome to whatever number stream slash video this, this is. When I say this is like number 8 or 9 that we've streamed... It's like, yeah, man, I am uh, uh, a bit out of it today. <laughs> big old shopping day to try like, to sort my house out. Yeah, fair. That sort of thing. But yeah, how you been, man? How you been? Uh, yeah, good, yeah. So it's like fun, fun week for me. Just like, What have you been doing? Well, no, it's more just like uh, today, for example, like put a baby gate on the stairs to stop Cade rushing into I, the office. I love the idea of having a baby gate on the stairs to stop your dog. Yeah, to stop my little sausage dog, because, like, essentially it's meant to be bad for the back if they're constantly running up and down the stairs over the years. Yeah. Plus, as well, um, I love that some dogs are smart enough to get through those gates, or just jump over them. Yeah, yeah. My old dog used to leap straight over it, so it was completely pointless, so we had to uh, put it, like, a foot higher than it was supposed to go. <laughs> so it couldn't get down and then, like, block all the bottom mm. with cushions and stuff, and it still got over Oh man. Like, like Penny was unstoppable. Yeah. When Penny wanted to get upstairs, like Creeping Jesus was coming. We weren't <laughs> stopping her. We called, we called her Creeping Jesus. I don't know why my mum just called her that. Just... Oh, but yeah, like, luckily Cade is, you know, half a foot tall, so he ain't getting over a baby gate. But He's not, but he could. Let's hope he doesn't get through somehow. That's, he that's could. the question. He could if you really, really trained it. And um, we need to let people know as well, for the people watching on Twitch, we do do Q&A, we do look at the chat, but... Not generally until the end of the video, so we'll keep an eye on chat and maybe like comment or um, read out things that we notice. But we don't normally um, look or acknowledge it until the end of the stream, and we'll announce that yeah, when for it the happens. Most part, yeah. And then for people who want to uh, ask questions, you can do so in my chat or Lucas's chat by pressing exclamation point Lucas. Yeah. So yeah, like we normally about like you know an hour and a half or so in, mm. we'll ask people for questions, and people can pop pop them in either of our chats, and then. Yeah, we go from there. Uh, how's your week been, anyway? Not bad. Also, this is not Brad. That's Lucas. You can pop, yeah, you can tell Lucas. because it doesn't sound like him. They've got different accents. We have very different accents. Yeah, <laughs> they have very different accents. Lucas is from Liverpool. He's a scouser, and Brad is from uh, Cumbria, mm-hmm. uh, which is down further down south. I think you're like the furthest northern of us all, aren't you? Liverpool's technically the furthest north out of all of us. Is it? I don't know. Is it further north? I think like Sheffield is pretty just pretty much just east of but I'm where not from I am. Sheffield. Uh, I'm originally okay. from Scunthorpe. Aren't I? Yeah, so I'm of technically course, yeah. from the Midlands. Yeah, maybe then. Maybe yeah, I'm, I'm te- from northern. I'm technically from the Midlands, but I was like born and re- I was raised in uh, the north. So I think the thing town. is though, Carl. Like regardless of location, you're definitely the most <laughs> northern one. <laughs> oh man, and Joe as well. I'm, people watching the video because he's like, I'm going to be constantly doing this with my hair mm. because I'm at that point now where. I'm a ha- there's a haircut coming next week. Oh, right, I'm yeah. so excited for the haircut because I can show stuff for people watching at home. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is me cutting it as well, cutting it myself. I've got to deal with this shit. It's like right so, down to the base of your nose. Yeah, basically, yeah. So I've been trying my hardest like, to keep it out of my eyes, but because I've washed it and cleaned it today, it's like really fluffy. So it's just... Mm-hmm. Constantly. It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's not ideal. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm just so looking forward to getting my haircut, but I booked it for next week so I could avoid the brush. Yes, yeah. we can we can set the scene for this video. Like you know, date it a little bit. Um, at the start of this week, Monday, all of the UK opened up again, and yeah, fucking so it's out the fourteenth of April today, twenty twenty one, and yeah, two days into lockdown, and people are ravaging 
the pubs. They are going. I'm going to use this word. It's not what he's off. They're going ham. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, me and the missus went out today to get some things for the house. It was a fucking nightmare. Oh god! Like we just went to get uh, well after a microwave because my mm. girlfriend keeps saying we need a microwave. I'm like we don't need a microwave. And then I realised there's like five times a day. I'm like I wish I had a microwave. <laughs> so fuck That's you again, a microwave. It's like I basically had the uh, the same conversation with Jenna. I kept saying we should probably get a microwave. Jenna's like we don't need a microwave. And then every time it's like. Yeah, but it's taking you like 15 minutes to make a cheap, quick meal mm-hmm. for your lunch or whatever, like cup of soup or whatever and all like that. And it's like, that could just be a two-minute job. Like the, amount of, the amount of times I've had like leftover takeaway and stuff, and that's like put it back in the oven. It's like, yeah. I might, like just blast it in the microwave. I don't give a fuck at this point. <laughs> yeah. So I've got a microwave, I've got a new kettle. And the thing is, I'm at that point in my life now where I want my kettle to match me other things. So I bought yeah. a new kettle and it's like, oh, but my microwave's going to be black. And my toaster is red, and they don't sell. And they sell red toasters. I say they sell red kettles, and they sell black kettles. But then one, it'll be two to one. Yeah. So I bought. So I bought a clear kettle. Oh. So my kettle is clear, <laughs> so it makes up for both. And that's the kind of shit you think. Of. And also, so I bought this mug because yeah, I have I was an espresso. Wondering about that mug, then I have an espresso cup that's slightly smaller than this. It's also the same color, but also two regular mugs that are also red. Uh, and that's the kind of shit you're in. It's like, oh god no, I'm getting older. Trust me, because I was looking like, oh, let's get a mug. But I've got to have a mug that matches the rest of my stuff because then it'll look nice on the shelf. So mm. like, we spent all day today rearranging everything in the house. And um, uh, like, I've got a mini fridge that I had in the office I brought back, but now because there was no space for it because there's going to be a microwave coming. Yes. And now it's like, take that off the top and I'm defrosting it. So it's like currently in the middle of my kitchen, surrounded by towels. So all the ice gets out of it. <laughs> and then all the, like, the cold drinks are on the side and they're not cold. And I was like, oh, I want to get a cold drink with my coffee for the stream. But there's no cold drinks because they were all mm. in the mini fridge and now the mini fridge is defrosting. And it's like, oh. And I absolutely cannot wait. Like I am on high alert. For when Xbox release their mini fridge now, <laughs> I'm 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 getting a fucking Xbox mini fridge. Like I was tempted to get one. I was like, nah, it's probably not not much point in having a mini fridge. Like we've got two fridges in this house mm-hmm. already because like we bought a standalone one because the one in, included in the house that we rent is really small. So we bought a fridge freezer. But like, yeah, yeah, it's like we don't need a mini fridge. And then Xbox is like, but you can have one shaped like an Xbox. It's all well, yeah, well, I. Like, I, I... I feel that so much because we've got a tiny fridge in our apartment. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you ever managed to see my apartment before lockdown. Yes, I did, yeah. Like, it is, everything is modular and everything's built in. So mm-hmm. buying another fridge, there's no space for it. Yeah. And that's the shame because it looks really nice up until you start putting more stuff in. And something else I bought today as well was a proper bed frame. Oh, nice. Because me, my, my mattress is just on the floor, mm-hmm. which makes me sound like like super dirty. <laughs> but no, it's like, it looks classy when it's made. And that's the thing I... I've said to people, oh, it looks really bad when you've got a mattress. Like, no, it looks bad if your bed's not made. If your yes. bed's made and you have like, you know, we've got um, uh, like, what are they now? Like the side tables, one either side, one for my girlfriend, one for me. And there's mm-hmm. an ottoman at the end to box it all in so it all looks all nice. And it's also like that. But it's like, I want to get a bed frame. I'm just so sick of waking up in the night, like rolling over and just the fucking sheet pops off the edge of the bed. So <laughs> like, I thought I'm going to buy a new one. Can't be asked. Uh, and I've, uh, I've, you know, luckily bought something for the house as well. And like, what'd you buy? I used the like, you know, part of the nice bonus that we got mm-hmm. from the psycho collaboration. Yeah, uh, I went and got myself a nice exercise bike, so that's on the okay. line. Okay, 
And then uh, just like, you know, one of those pull-up bars that you can install on the door. Frame. Oh, I love those things. There's no space for me. Like I said, my, my house is modular, so mm. I have no overhang on the door frame, and I can't get a pull-up bar. And I was after one of them during lockdown. I just could not get one. So, yeah, that thing is, like, when lockdown started, all these things went up in price so much. So now that things are easing off, I was like, oh, well, I got that nice bonus, and I've got the chance, like, I've got room in this house now to be able to do it, and yeah, things are going to a normal price again. So yeah, I've managed to uh, get myself a nice exercise bike and I'm probably just going to whack it right behind this chair and just... so that what I can do is like just chill out and watch like some Netflix or something on on my PC after I've uh, finished of the day, like editing and stuff like that. So I'm excited yeah. to try and do my best to like get fit and lose some of this fucking quarantine weight, man. Yeah, because uh, that's what I have um, in my kitchen. Just we have like big windowsills i have um uh, just two dumbbells and two of those um i forgot what they're called now the things that help you do press-ups oh i know and what every, you mean yeah and every time i walk past i either do 10 press-ups or 10 curls and then recently i rejoined the gym but it's a 24-hour gym so after we stream tonight i'm going to go to the gym mm-hmm. because i've it's been open and i checked the first day it's open it had 100 people in it from seven o'clock in the morning till one o'clock in the morning oh yesterday it had um, less and then at about 2 or 3 in the morning you had about 10 people in the gym hmm. so after we stream tonight I'm going to go to the gym at 2 in the morning which I <laughs> used to do back when I was working at bar and I'm happy yeah. to do again if it means that there's 10 people in the gym because exactly. I can just go in smash all my equipment like, sm- everything I need to do then just come back and sleep well I so, used yeah. to love it when um, yeah I did the same like when I was living in town and worked at Nando it was like whenever I was on a late shift finishing on like 11pm or a closed shift and getting out mm-hmm. at Half 12 in the morning, be like, yeah, gym time, man, because the gym's empty. And it's like a three-floor gym in the city centre with nobody in it. So get in and do everything that you need to. So that's what I'm going to be doing, presumably, for the next couple of weeks um, until, you know, like, the world returns to normal. So I'm going so to be having a lot of late nights. <laughs> so there's going to be a lot of times where we'll be streaming, where I'm just going to go straight to the gym after we finish streaming, because I know it's going to be dead. Yeah, yeah. And I'm so excited. I, I've um, probably been annoying the shit out of my girlfriend because I keep looking at my phone. Uh, and it's like, what are you looking at? I'm, che- I'm checking how busy it is. <laughs> yeah. because, and I was really excited the other day. I got dressed up to ready to go when I was like, there's 60 people in the gym. There was 70 half an hour ago, so it's going down. So if I, if I wait another half an hour, there'll be 50 people, and I feel like that's like enough mm. to go. And then it started going up again. I'm like, oh. And I was really disappointed. <laughs> Oh, man. But yeah, like, oh. it's going to be that, that rush of the first week or so, isn't it? <laughs> of course it is, yeah. People are going to calm down. But I, I saw things of, like, bars were opening up at, like, midnight and shit, mm-hmm. and people were queuing outside for bars, and it's like, man, like, the you one, are allowed to have a drink at home, you know that. The one that I saw that just made me so depressed, like, just to imagine the kind of person that is going, is people were queuing up outside Weatherspoons at 8 a.m. To go in first thing to get one pint. And it's outdoors as well, isn't it? Yeah, so they're queuing up to sit outside at 8am. In like the cold, shitty, beer garden with probably no grass. And it's like, is it worth it? Not particularly, no. It's like um, I went to see a friend, I talked about it last week, where just I sat in his back garden, like six Mm. foot away from him. And that to me was like, yeah, I'm happy to do this. I don't want to hang out with anybody I don't know. No, that's the problem. If it, this year's taught me anything, is I fucking hate people. Yeah, it's really confirmed how much I hate people. Like, 
is the joke, isn't it? Of like, oh, well, you know, all millennials are that like, generation of we just hate people. Um, so I was putting this on because it's annoying the hell out of me now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was so just saying, the, like, for the, the audio joke of fucking millennials hating people. <laughs> we hate everyone. And it's just double down. Totally. Yeah, it's uh, just, just solidified my opinion that fuck it, it's all about me. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just going to like sit at home and just look after myself because clearly no one else can be trusted to act in a way that's going to um, uh, ensure that other people remain safe. And that's the annoying thing is like, it sounds bad, but like, you know, I, I agree with you because even some of my family and friends have proven how stupid they've been over the pandemic. Yeah, it's uh, just like fucking hell. I can't trust anyone, can I? I've been lucky enough where like my family they work in at least my mom and my dad they work in um, uh, uh, very uh, people focused jobs where mm. empathy is a requirement, um, if not outright necessary, like just to like you know be effective. So mm-hmm. they've both been completely understanding of everything going on, have been encouraging me to stay safe, and have been just like applauding me for just my restraint. Yeah. So realistically, I could have um, gone to the pub and stuff like that. I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying. But you know what? That's too depressing, mate. Let's talk about that bonus. That Hell bonus, yeah. though. That fucking... Yeah. So explain, Lucas. What happened with the bonus? Uh, so we, like, fact fiend, when I say we, like, uh, mm-hmm. had a collaboration with Psycho Apparel. Yes. And there was, like, a Knowledge Demon t-shirt that you probably saw us promoting at the time. And there was, like... Fat theme video out, and Carl very nicely said, like, you know, out of the five dollars that I get from the proceeds of the sales of the t shirt, mm-hmm. it's like one dollar went to uh, the the like dog sanctuary, didn't it? Yeah, so to break it down, it's actually five pounds. So we had a collaboration oh, with Psycho, pounds, okay. as you said, yeah, and it was like I think 18, 20 pounds a t shirt. Mm-hmm. And they, for every t shirt sold uh, as part of the collaboration, they were going to pay me. Or Big Wang as Incorporated, so me, because it's a sole, I'm a sole trader. I own everything outright, so pay me five pounds everyone sold. And yeah. I said to them, well, the money just goes into a, an account that I draw a wage from. Um, just split it between my editors and then split what's remains between the channel and then send it to a, um, the Jerry Green's Dog Sanctuary, um, where I got my dog that I mentioned earlier from, Creeping Jesus. And <laughs> I think all in all, is it 894 t-shirts got sold? That is right, yes. So that's what I put it on my memory there. It's pretty good. And it meant mm-hmm. that you, Nisha, and Brad all got paid £894 I mean, as a bonus. I guess I got paid, what, £875 because I bought one of the T-shirts. <laughs> I should have so asked for more I got for a pound free, off or a pound back, I guess, for buying yeah. it. But yeah, You I got your quid one. straight back from that one. But uh, yeah, and you said, like as you mentioned, with that bonus, you bought yourself... Um, uh, an exercise bike, and you presumably got like a little bit left over to like, treat yourself and Jenna. And I'm hoping that um, both Nisha and Brad have also similarly bought themselves and to treat themselves because you know what? We've had a rough fucking year, yeah. and I've turned down so many sponsorships in the past. It's nice to have a good one. It is, yeah. And um, I will like, we'll clarify yes, there's money left over to like get myself a treat in that, uh, or treat Jenna and I. Sorry, mm-hmm. there's a fly going right in front of the web camera. Ah, it's well been there. Um, and it's like, yeah, but at the same time, I feel this year's been pretty self-indulgent on, at least on our side of things, um, because there's been nothing else to do, mm-hmm. and I think a treat to myself is to make sure that I also get something like an exercise bike to try and get myself back in a healthy shape. 
Yeah. It's like, and, it's, uh, it's a, a going to be hard work, but at the same time, it is going to be, I guess, a treat to myself to feel better about myself again. Also, it's like a, a purchase that's like, it's not insignificant and the amount of money you got to drop on something like an exercise bike. So it's good. Yeah, so I tried to buy a decent one because I was like, there's no point getting one for like 90 quid that's going to fall apart in six months or whatever. Exactly, yes. And yeah, so uh, it's not a, a small purchase. And uh, just as mentioned, right, we turned down sponsorships so much that like, this is the first one we've had where it's actually resulted in a pretty decent sum of money that was able to be split between everyone on the channel. Because normally it's just you guys get a bonus of like, what, 50, 60 quid? Mm-hmm, something like, like no, that, yeah. Like, not an insignificant amount of money, but compared to, like, you know, nigh on a grand for basically just yeah. standing there and saying, <laughs> go buy this thing. Um, that must be really, like, that must really feels like to be an actual YouTuber. That really must be, yeah, what, what actual YouTubers uh, feel like on probably, what, like a weekly or monthly basis? A daily basis. Keep in I mind as well. It obviously depends on the channel, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, keep in mind how often you see YouTubers promoting stuff like Raid Shadow Legends or Audible and stuff like that. Mm. And they're, and every single one of those is presumably paying out like three or four grand. And they're not and splitting that with those, their editors. Some of those people are cranking out videos of them like just talking to a camera for 10 minutes and pressing export. Yeah, not like this. Not like what we're doing right now. Not just talking to a camera. But this is an unsponsored podcast. And like, yes. I feel like, you know, talking for an hour and a half, two hours on a podcast is very different to then like, you know, just going, I guess I'm just going to talk to a camera and not really have a script even. Mm-hmm. And then just go, yeah, yeah, that's a YouTube video right there. Like, I'm going to put my name on that. Yeah. And now give me my four fucking grand. I can speak to like that because I got an email this morning. Um, I'm going to read it out because I went my phone's in my pocket. I was like, mm. where's my phone? Oh, it's in my pocket. So I'm going to get this email now because this is some fucking filth. Like, this makes me feel just dirty. And this is, so this is a how not to do business, I suppose. So, hi, Carl. My name is Charlie. I work as an account executive at Kairos Media, a creative-led agency that specializes in gaming. We work with some high-profile clients, the likes of KFC Gaming, JBL, <laughs> Toby, LG, and Facebook Gaming. I'm contacting you today with respect to a fantastic opportunity for our client, Facebook UK. We are an authorized agency officially working on behalf of Facebook, as you can see below, via, and I quote, the NDA. I have added the relevant links to Kairos Media and an NDA that you must sign prior to discussing this opportunity. So they won't even tell me what they want me to do until I agree not to tell anyone and sign a piece I mean, of paper saying that I won't. And I told them, my response was simply, fuck off. <laughs> the thing is, though, I kind of get where they're coming from because at the same time, I remember when Raid Shadow Legends contacted you and sent you an entire contract without making you sign an NDA. Yeah, it was but- fucking great. Is that what an idiot... But then told me that, oh, yeah, um, you're not allowed to share any um, uh, details of this. Like, well, I never agreed to that. Mm. That's a one-way agreement. Fuck you. Yeah, like, you never made me sign anything to agree to that. You just told me, here's a contract. You can't tell anyone about it. It's like, and we even discussed with a couple of people, and you reached out to, like, extra people on the side of, like, we're fine to do this, right? Like, talk about it. Yeah, they've just asked you to not talk about it. Yeah, you can't send someone an email and say, don't share this. (laughs) That's not how it works. Like, you sent me the email. 
That's I why NDAs exist in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Like you, that's why they presumably this company has to be. But the fact that it's like, we're not even going to tell you what we want you to say until mm. you agree never to talk about anyone else. Yeah. That made me feel just so fucking filthy. Ugh. <laughs> I hate that. People sign shit like that. Like, yeah. imagine, like, they're literally going to sign something without reading it first. Because that's what they're asking me to do. They're asking me to sign an NDA and an agreement before they'll even tell me what they want me to do. Yep. And it's just like, man, people are just... I was thinking it depends, like, because obviously some people will be like, oh, here's just the NDA. We're going to send you over a contract once you've signed that. So, yeah, but some people, as you say, literally are, here's a contract and an NDA. Sign it and then we'll tell you what what you're doing. I hate that. That's why people are just like, yeah, okay, cool. I'll do whatever. That's why I told him to fuck right off the edge of my penis. Because <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. And I hate that that's what YouTube is. And I hate that that's the kind of like ecosystem that I have to like, interact with on the reg. Yes. Yeah. And that that's the kind of... Um, and the person who would agree to something like that and happily endorse a, a company that doesn't want you to be transparent with your audience is the kind of people I get tired. Um, I get tired of the same brush as them. And it's like, oh. Mm. Ugh. Why? Yeah, and it's like, obviously, every person approaches these things differently, but when it's like, you see that really bad, like, cynical side of it on YouTube, where it is just people cranking out videos to crank out sponsors, they do not give a flying fuck about what they need to say, what they're endorsing, it should pay me. Well, speaking of which, Lucas, um, because, you know, I'm um, transparent in regards to all Mm. my business dealings. Like, the amount of money we get paid for everything is always public knowledge. I always tell people when we sponsored and how those sponsorship deals were reached. And I feel like, you know, people generally have responded quite well to that. But some yeah. people don't. Because some people were especially not happy with the deal we just mentioned, Lucas, where the deal that I should remind everyone resulted in all of my editors earning nearly a grand as a bonus mm-hmm. for doing nothing. Money that were, I had was under no obligation to share, but felt that I, it was my moral. I, I, I had no um, real... I think there's no legal obligation to, but I felt like I had a moral obligation to share that money with the people right, who helped yeah. make the channel a success. Mm-hmm. And uh, just a guy was just really mad at me. I don't know why, <laughs> but I'm on Twitter right now and I was just talking. Like, so we'll set the scene. Um, I get a lot of DMs. Yeah. A lot. People, people, people are nice. I, and what's this guy here now? Nearly, he's rounding up 20%. Fuck off, dude. Fuck off. <laughs> also, like, do your maths. It's not 20. It's like 10. 10 point something percent. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a perfectly acceptable amount to round up. So it's eight. Like, if I give you 900 quid, it's easy to say it's nearly a grand. Mm. Like, do as well. This is what I mean. This is exactly what I'm going to talk about. Yeah. When I say something like that, it's like, well, it's not actually. It's like, it's still fucking 900 quid that I gave away. <laughs> that I didn't like, have to, but I did. I felt. Three times the £894 that you didn't have to give away. Yeah. So there's three editors that he gave it to. And then another 900 quid to a charity. Mm-hmm. And I, this is great because I was about to talk about this and then as I'm doing it, someone live is like, well, come on, really? Like, come on, mate. It's like, <laughs> it's like, fuck off. Eat my ass with a spoon. You fucking bellend, man. God, people are like the worst. Yeah. And this is what I, this is what I actually, this is exactly what I'm going to talk about because like, you know, uh, just someone was sending me an angry message as I do mm-hmm. and I shared that as I do and just yeah. in response to me sharing this angry message someone sent me this like weird message that I don't like which I always 
will post with the same thing saying, why are people like this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I'm saying, like, the sarcastic manner of why are people like this? There's no malice behind that. It's just, you know, it's just, uh, It's just that, oh, why? Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people don't like the way I word that. And I got several different people criticizing me for making fun of this dude, who, keep in mind, um, has their name and their avatar blanked out so nobody can see who they are. And, like, are they posting it or is this a DM, as you said? It's a DM. Okay, yeah. So you're not sharing anything that, like... But I'm being mean to that person by asking them to leave me alone and then just sharing it while with the tagline or the caption, why are people like this? Mm -hmm. And uh, there's one dude who's super... One guy's like, you are a horrible human being. Oh, lovely. Just just straight up. Not even like you're not very nice. You are a horrible, horrible human being, which is always nice to see. And I I just retweeted that with the the, the caption. I turned down about £5,000 to ensure it's split evenly between my editors and a charity for dogs. But go off. And that guy responds, turning down money doesn't make you a saint. No, but at the same time, like, oh, you're a horrible person. And it's like, well, cool. But I did, like, you know, want to, as you say, I felt, or you, like, talking in your terms, you said, oh, I felt morally responsible to make sure that like my editors are getting a cut because they're part of the channel Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah it doesn't make you a saint but at the same time like you're going out of your way to turn down money to be nice to us yeah to make sure that you guys felt included because i do think like you know you're just as important to a channel as i am even on the face and i wanted to like you know acknowledge that with a very like because it's one thing to pay lip service to that, it's another thing to actually, like, quite literally put your money away on our face, which mm-hmm. I think I was doing by that. And then, in response to that, the guy just put his two cents in. Why didn't you just take the money and then split it between them yourself? To which I responded, I can't even give money away without somebody giving me shit for it. Yeah, and oh, be- you, you didn't give us money in the right way? Yeah, like, I, I, I can't what? even give it away without someone giving... Like, I can't do the literal most selfless thing possible by giving away money without someone criticizing the way that I did it. Mm. And the funny thing is, like I mentioned, as I was about to tell this story, someone came into chat and gave me shit for... T- <laughs> it's like, you could not write that because if I wrote it, someone would get mad about it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I love it. Yeah. Like, you couldn't make that up. It's like, Lucas, I can't even give money away without someone giving me shit for the way I'm doing it. And it's... Because I turned to my girlfriend and I thought, this is the bitch-eating crackers moment. And are you familiar with the term bitch-eating crackers? Uh, I'm not sure if you've mentioned it in the past, but I can't remember. Okay, I think its origins are like an old tweet or like a meme somewhere where it is. Um, When you don't like somebody, everything they do annoys you. Like, look at this person uh, over here eating... Like, like, they're eating crackers. And you're just there like, look at this bitch eating crackers. And it's that idea of, like, when someone has got it in their head that they don't like you, there's nothing you can do, no matter how innocuous, that they won't see as being frustrating. And it's like, you know, an example of why they don't like you. For example, giving away money. <laughs> Even when I'm doing that, there's still people like, well, you didn't do it the right way. Or you're still an awful person. <laughs> it's like, what? What can I do? It really reminds me of, and I will clarify that I'm not going to say anything. Spoiler here. Okay. But uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. No spoilers again. No spoilers. Uh, Just there is a character in that show 
where like they are so annoying to Jenna and I, and probably a lot of other people, mm-hmm. uh, that no matter what they do, no matter what they say, the moment they're on screen, it's like... I know exactly Ugh. what character you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure most people do if they've seen the show and agree yeah. with us, but it's just the moment they're doing anything, it doesn't matter what they're doing, I'm just sitting there like, I fucking hate you. Yeah, Get off the- screen. I do not like this character. I do not like that they keep paying more attention to this character. No doubt we'll talk about that when the show finishes airing, but yeah, I, yeah. I just thought that was just a, a neat little just interaction that I had that just showcases what it's like to be a known figure online where there is nothing, nothing you can do, no matter like, that, there's, like uh, that people aren't going to be annoyed about. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, it goes hand in hand with that um, uh, old statement or that, that famous statement of... Um, there is no way to ever be so sarcastic that somebody won't take it seriously. Online. Always. Yeah, no matter how sarcastic you think you're being online, someone will always take what you're saying as just like um, uh, the truth or you being completely 100% serious. Yeah, definitely. I've had to like tone down how sarcastic I am on the internet because I've realized like trying to do this over the past what year or so, like, yeah, it doesn't matter how much I try to make obvious that I'm being sarcastic. Like somebody's there taking it seriously. Yeah, well, it's and happened. We're more, British wasn't... people, we're Northerners, we're very sarcastic. Yeah, sarcasm is um, ingrained in just like the way British people talk and interact with one another. And it's mm. happened multiple times in videos. Like, there's a video where I, I sarcastically just um, just give Brad some shit because he mm. steps in front of the camera. I'm like, fucking hell, Brad, stepping in front of the camera. God, he's trying to ruin these videos. I and mean, then it just cuts very abruptly to me mm. talking normally again. Uh, if, if you go look at that video, all the comments are like, wow, Cal's such a prick to his editors. Why, do, like, why is he sticking around? It's like, <laughs> yeah. I was being sarcastic. And but, like, you made a joke like that recording recently with me and like, oh, like, whatever, Lucas, you haven't seen this, like, you're fired. And then you had to be, wait, wait, like, I'm, this is a joke. That was a bit like, because you know there's some people out there, going, oh my God, my camera. Yeah, I just thought you, you were getting... You know there's I've... people there, like, just... Oh my god, he just fired him on the spot for not seeing a movie? Like, what kind of dickhead is this guy? And for anyone out there who thinks that's ridiculous, no one will do that. People 100% would. Like, I still, on occasion, get like links to that video of like, oh, you've got to cut this bit out where you're being a dick to your editor. It's like, no, we left it in because it was funny. It's meant to be a joke. Like, you just didn't get the joke. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I found it funny because like, the other day... Um, I had a tweet like that got a bit more attention than normal, and mm-hmm. it was about that uh, the the color of the new Nintendo Switch Lite being not the color of the GameCube. Yeah, it's not. It's the wrong color. It's not. I... But GameCube was trending with the new Switch Lite, mm-hmm. uh, and people, like, oh my god, they made a GameCube colored one. So I just made a post like, no, this is blue. GameCube was like purple. It was. Then I got replies purple. like, I don't care. <laughs> I was like, great. Thanks, thanks for the input. Or people just go, it's indigo, not purple. I was like, all right, but it's not the same colour. That's you're missing the point I'm making here. And I was just like, wait, what's that one you told me that you saw the other day that put me on my ass, where someone was asking for help on Twitter? What was that one? Oh yeah, someone was just asking like, oh, does anybody know how to like sort this problem out? I think it was like editing problem or something. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I don't know. Yeah, that was it. It's like, why even respond? Why have you commented? Just, I don't know. 
It's oh, like thank you, thank you, internet person. Yeah, because that made us talk about like uh, the whole thing, like Cyberpunk. When Cyberpunk got released, and was a big pile of shit. The amount mm. of people who were responding to literal video evidence of the game shit in the bed, going, "Well, it's not happening for me," because well, good for you, but it's clearly happening to other people. So yeah. why are you giving us your input? Like, we don't I need you to stick your oar in. Over the last couple of days, because like uh, uh, I follow like um, Jim Sterling on Twitter, yeah, as you should, uh, as everybody should. Like, they've been saying over the past few days that like, I can't get into Outriders. And every time I do, like, it shits the fucking bed. And, like, As we saw, today, yeah. going, like, oh, no, I cannot play this game. Like, I physically can't get in. I'm going to request a PlayStation refund. People are like, yeah, but I haven't had problems with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks. Wait, great. 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 But, I- oh, God. Like, they've spent an entire week trying to get this game to function on the PlayStation and then just to no avail, apparently, and people go, well, I have not had that problem. It's great. Good for you, but it's happening to me. So, <laughs> like, what do we do with this? What do we do with this information? Mm-hmm. And it was great seeing that in regards to Cyberpunk. It's like, well, I'm not having any issues on my nine grand PC. It's like, have you ever thought that maybe you don't speak for everybody and that you are a minority example or not minority like case of this game functioning correctly when ninety nine percent people are like it fucking sucks. Yeah, like if I was playing it on my Xbox, for example, it's like that's a rectangle from eight years ago that doesn't have the same power as like anything relevant PC wise nowadays. That it's not going to handle a game like Cyberpunk the same as your brand new PC is. Mm-hmm. But um, just a phrase me and you seem to get a lot of use out recently is just like. Uh, good for you, but you're wrong. So <laughs> yeah. I don't often say someone's opinion's wrong, but your opinion is wrong. Because mm. we had that other day where we were playing like Titanfall 2, and a dude came in and went, yeah, I don't think the Titan combat's very good in Titanfall, or something to that effect. Like, uh, wasn't it like uh, the Titans are the least interesting part of the game? Something like that, yeah. And I was and you... like, no. Sorry, no. <laughs> Just both, <laughs> both me and you were like, look, I, I appreciate that you've got an opinion, but it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And just that's all that you need to say. It's like, oh man, I wish I wish there were no Titanfalls in this Titanfall game. It's like, go play Apex then, fuck off. Yeah, the one that I like, <laughs> I think it was like speaking of Outriders, mm. um, like we were just talking about it and just, I was mentioning the end of the stream, oh yeah, we're playing that on Wednesday. Like, I don't like that game. It's like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> why do? Why would I give a shit if you, stranger I've never spoke to or interacted before, don't like the game I'm playing? Yeah. Oh, but that's something that happens constantly. Like we'll play Smash Bros or something like that. Because should I buy Smash Bros? Like I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really. Me. I, I really could not give less of a shit. It's like I can tell you that I really enjoy playing it with my mates. That doesn't tell you anything or me anything. It's yeah. like we're different people in different situations. I don't know if you should buy it. Yeah. Ultimately, my, my favourite one is though, like say for example, again, Smash Bros or Outriders or any game we happen to be playing, mm. someone will always come into the chat and go, huh, is it bad that I've never played this game? It's like, no, no one gives a fuck. I, I, again, I couldn't give less of a shit, but it's always framed as if like, oh, is it bad? Like, oh, am I, am I special? Because that's all mm. I think in their head is how like, oh, I'm so special for not into, like, do when people say they've never seen like a Marvel movie? Yeah, and, and they yeah. say it in that way where it's like something they should be applauded for. It's like mm-hmm. you ignored pop culture. Good for you. <laughs> I ignored oh. some, like something that was culturally irrelevant for a decade to, to be a smarmy, um, uh, contrarian prick. 
Yeah. You know, like, the type of people that we talk about where it's just like, well, I've never watched those silly Marvel movies. It's like, good for you. We're not having that. It's like, I'm sure you're going to be a great input on this conversation about <laughs> the Marvel movies. Because that's, that's when it always gets brought up as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like you're talking about it, so goes, oh, I don't care for those. It's like, well, good. We're talking about it, so. But that's the thing is, it's always someone interjecting into the conversation, even if, like, in real life and you meet mm-hmm. those kind of people, like, they will walk, like, say, you know, you're in a house party or whatever it is, or in a bar, and someone walks past and hears you talking about Avengers and then walks in and goes, well, I've never seen the Avengers movies. It's like, great input, mate. It's like, hello? Okay. Yeah. So that means you have nothing to contribute to this conversation, then. Yeah. So not only do you have nothing to contribute, you let us know that you have nothing to contribute. <laughs> yeah. That's what's the most impressive thing about it. Oh, Christ. But, Carl, like, speaking of, you know, mm-hmm. nobody caring about yes. what games you play, let me tell you what games I've been playing. Do it, yes. Because uh, I was sitting there last night and just going... Okay, I'm playing a lot of games right now. You do play a lot of games, yes. I like tend to play at one or two. I, I've noticed that lately I've not been playing more games. Like I've, I've been playing more games, but not spent more time gaming necessarily. Mm-hmm. I've just spent not 12 hours a day playing Destiny 2. Like I've just diversified a little bit. But I made a little note of like, okay, since last podcast, what have I played? Okay. Let's go through and this. What have you let's played? Let's go through it. And so like, on my PlayStation, I've been playing Tony Hawk's like, Pro Skater remake, uh, the Ratchet & Clank remake, Days Gone, and Death Stranding. Okay, that's a decent selection as well. There's some big games in there. Like, there's big two games. Big story-driven games in there. Yeah, and then on Xbox, I've been playing like Outriders, Destiny 2, and Monster Hunter World. So three big loot-based games. Yeah, like you are spending way, way, way more time playing games because like my gaming is, uh, I can we can do something like it's Mortal Kombat 11 because I like dressing up the characters and unlocking new costumes, mm. and Monster Hunter Rise because I like unlocking new things and dressing up my character. I'm not even done because I've got He's not Switch done. as well. He's got Switch. What are you playing? So I've been playing like Cadence of Hyrule, Paper Mario: The Origami King, and Pac-Man 99. As well as then recording Link so you can in with you when we're playing that. Oh yeah, I play Final Fantasy VIII as well, for the recording. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, not only am I playing a lot of games, I'm playing a lot of big-ass games all at the same time and trying to juggle it all. I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? Uh, see, I'm the same way, but it's more with the content like in regards to like, TV. Mm. And the thing for me as well is, I watch so many bad TV shows. I, <laughs> I don't watch good TV shows, I watch bad TV shows. Because I've been like, watching more Bones, Carl. I've been watching more Bones, and I even wrote an article. I've got an article I'm going to write about it tomorrow to justify all the time I spent watching it, so I can talk about it in a video. So I've been but, watching all this Bones to write an article, honest, honest. No, it's just when it's in my head. Yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, like, when, I've got it in my head, so I might as well write an article about it. So when we turn it into a video, I can talk about it and like you know make jokes and things like that. But uh, mm-hmm. me and my girlfriend also started rewatching uh, Criminal Minds. From like the second or third season after they got rid of the boring guy in the first mm. season, and my god, that show is fucking incredible to oh, watch. Really? After, it's good to watch after Bones. Oh, okay. And they're, cause they're two police procedurals, and if people don't know the basic premise. Uh, premise. Premise. I always say premise, and I don't know why. <laughs> so it's because for many years I only saw that word written down, never heard it spoken out loud. So oh, okay. that's hard to unlearn. But yeah, the basic premise of Bones is it's. 
a anthropologist who studies bones. And they go to murder scenes and they study the bones to solve the crime. And then Criminal Minds is its behavioural analysis who will um, analyse and get into the head of a serial killer, usually an active one, to stop them, generally before they kill again. Or if they have someone kidnapped or something like that. So there's like, mm. But the basic premise of each is like you know, people solve crimes. But in Bones, they break so many fucking laws. And I think we talked about <laughs> at the end of another podcast. Yeah, I think we did. Where like they are just constantly just pulling out their gun and pointing it at innocent people. <laughs> and there's another and one of my least favourite tropes, especially now, given the current climate regarding like you know, the police, mm. is interrogating people without a lawyer and then the main character giving them shit for asking for a lawyer and acting like, oh no, why are you asking for a lawyer? That's really specific. Like, no, fuck because me and my girlfriend every time that happens, I go, no, fuck the cops, get a lawyer. Yeah, 100%. Like, don't talk to the cops without a lawyer at all. And there are multiple points in that show where I've just seen something happen and go, okay, that case is getting thrown out of court. Mm -hmm. Like, stuff like walking into where evidence is being collected and picking up evidence with their bare hands. Instantly, that's that evidence is now um, uh, completely useless. And there's a yeah. concept in law known as fruit of the poison tree, I think it is, or something like that. Or poison fruit basically just means that any evidence collected that is bad, for whatever reason, all other evidence collected by the person who did it or that they handled is also inadmissible. Which is basically uh... every single thing they have because everything they touch and everything they do is one person. So, like, because they um, improperly handled this piece of evidence, everything there's no they way touch to suggest like they wouldn't improperly handle other pieces of yeah. evidence. And they even have like one court case where they're talking about that, and it comes up where a dude turns out. Oh, wait a minute! Did one of your? Do one of the people who work in your lab? Do they know the victim? And he's on the stand, and he goes, "Yes, I know the victim." Because we well, have a clear conflict of interest, mm-hmm. so we can't let them. They have to like discard all the evidence. And yeah, despite that, they continually just fuck with evidence. And they want to show, like, one of the guys gets arrested for being a serial killer, and they bring him back in to help them solve another crime. It's like, imagine being in court. That's a slam dunk for the opposing lawyer. Like, uh-huh. you've got a guy who's in a mental institution for killing somebody to help you solve this case. It's obvious we can't trust their input. I know, but Carl, like, serial killers know about serial killers the best. But then we're watching like Criminal Minds and just the basic stuff they do, like they walk into, say, okay, this is the suspect's trailer. Immediately, everyone's wearing gloves. Mm-hmm. Straight away, and it's just this little thing that's like, holy shit, they're all wearing gloves. All of them are wearing gloves. And then there's a bit where like, uh, if you know Criminal Minds, you know the, the, the Spencer character, Spencer Reed, he's like the nerdy one, where he's like not really an FBI agent. He's more of like, you know, an academic. There's a oh, bit where okay. they're going to confront a guy with a gun and he's just not there. And me and my girlfriend both went out, oh, he's not there. And it's like, yeah, of course, because he's not car- licensed to carry a gun. Why would you bring the guy who doesn't have a gun to the <laughs> dangerous situation where he might have to have a gun? And also, the moment that any guns might be there, everyone's wearing a flak jacket with FBI written on the front in massive letters. Right, yeah. And they always announce their presence when they walk through doors and stuff like that. And then you go back to watching Bones, because I'm watching them both concurrently. And you mm. have, like, the FBI agent kicking down people's doors, not announcing that he's FBI and pointing a gun at someone. Oh my God. It's like, what are you doing? The question is, Carl, are you going to, like, complete the trifecta, merge the two, and just go and watch Dexter at the same time? Oh, man, that pissed me off. But then again, he's supposed to be a shitbird who's, like, spoiling evidence and stuff. Mm, yeah. Um, and 
I've not rewatched it in a long time, but I'm sure there's plenty of things similar to Bones where they just probably go in, ruin like crime scenes and shit, and it's not accurate. And I, I don't think there's that many TV shows in terms of like you know crime procedurals that probably do it accurately. But it's just little things like picking up evidence without gloves. That's such a basic one. Like everybody knows that, don't they? And, and then letting people who aren't um, FBI agents sitting on interrogations. Mm. Like stuff like that, or just roughing people up in interrogations. Immediately, that is like that case is thrown out of court, mm-hmm. and that guy's yeah. been fired. And the one thing that's really weird, though, um, is that, um, like, just in specific regards to the character of Bones, like she's supposed to be like completely oblivious to pop culture. Speaking of the person, like, I've never seen this. Oh yeah, yeah. like it gets to a point where it's farcical the things that this character claims not to know. Like she oh, is really? a because she is a writer. And an anthropologist, and there's an episode where she quotes Shakespeare and says, and I quote, that's from a writer called Shakespeare, I think, as if she's never heard of Shakespeare. Yeah. What? Yeah. She's never heard of Shakespeare because she's a professional writer with like three books under her belt, but she's never heard of Shakespeare. Oh yeah, that that thing that guy that, you know, isn't very famous for writing or whatnot. Yeah. Like you went to fucking school, didn't you? And she pretends not to know who he is. And it's like that thing of, I've never heard of Shakespeare. And she's never seen any TV show or any movie ever released. She's I never think heard I of... got taught about Shakespeare when I was about 10 years old in school. Even just by pop culture osmosis, she'd know who the well, fuck yeah. he is. Yeah. And it's just farcical the amount of things that she claims not to know because she was too busy, um, you know, being like um, a wonderful, all wonderful and solving crimes around the world. It's like, even then. Boning it off. Yeah. That's basically what she's doing, yeah. And it's just, it's infuriating, but I can't stop watching it. I can't stop watching it, Lucas. Please help me. I could, there's so many other good shows I could be watching right now. I'm watching Bones. Oh, God. Like, generally speaking, when it comes to to TV, like, I try to, you know, unlike my gaming habits, of, mm-hmm. I've shotgunned everything all at once. You just zero in on one thing, don't you? Well, no, I, I tend to, like, have a methodology around it of, like, okay, so... Here's the trash TV option where it's oh, like, okay. we can pause this at any point. We can walk out, do you know, clean up the dishes and whatnot, mm-hmm. go to the toilet without caring, like get you know, pause the episode halfway through and go on with our day. Uh, then we do like you know, the the thing we're fine of watching one episode of currently, like The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, if we've got 30 minutes, we can watch one episode, move on, and then there's like the one where we know we need a couple of hours to sink into it because we're going to get hooked, which has been, for a while, One Piece. Because you don't watch, like, one episode of an, of an anime. anime. Yeah. Mm. So I with my girlfriend when she was watching Demon Slayer, and I kind of watched it in the background while it was on. It's like, that is some damn good anime. But those 20-minute episodes, though. Yeah. Those 20-minute episodes and those five-minute recaps, you can't watch just one. No, you can't. And that's and then... the thing is, like, you've got to... Like, we can't compartmentalise like, our TV viewing of a... We normally have three things going on at a time and like one of each category so that we know like how much time we've got and how much a commitment we need to put in. For me, bones. Just bones. Oh, bones. Bones, bones, bones. Always bones. It's because I like watching. <laughs> um, I don't like, but um, one of the things I enjoy doing um, is just keeping up with things that are generally known um, to culture. So I've um, recently rewatched all of The Office 
just so that I have that baseline knowledge of The Office because it's something that is culturally relevant and a lot of people online like, know, and talk about a lot. So I wanted to be able to get those references and be able to discuss it if it ever comes up because, you know, it's it's popular. And especially, like, you know, making yeah. content for a living. Like, we've written a couple of... Or we've made a couple of videos about The Office and they've done quite well. So I feel like I need to have, that, you know, that base level of just knowledge about it to be able to discuss it with any level of... Um, uh, authority and also it's just a fun show to pick apart yeah and it's like one of those things isn't it of like similar to you know friends where people are still talking about that and gonna be talking about it for a while like for a very long time yeah it's worth as you say keeping that baseline knowledge but also they're fun on rewatches to as you say pick apart and go hang on they these were being written like an episode at a time or a season at a time mm-hmm. without people really thinking about the consequences and the amount of like retold jokes and changes of characters and stuff. It's ridiculous. And then as well, like the wider implications of like um, that exact discussion we just had about Bones. Not really discussion, mm-hmm. just me proselytizing to you. Like Bones sucked, why can't I start watching it? Yeah. Like those little things that where if you apply some real world um, uh, knowledge, not knowledge to it, but real world, and rules to it, like they completely fall apart, or like the the wider implications of the things people are doing are fucking horrifying. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the whole like relationship between Jim and Pam is like a horrible, horrible relationship to see unfold, but it's so often portrayed and it's like um, idealized in a lot of ways. Yeah, and a lot of the time it's like, oh, look at these cute things that they do for each other, and it's like they just made a life-changing decision without consulting their partner like Mm -hmm. they just like buy a house is that a surprise i spent all my money and bought us a house that i didn't consult you on isn't that great isn't that romantic not really now what you like you did fucking what sorry is that oh no it's really cute and romantic is that no that is not that's an awful thing to do. Never That's do an that. Awful decision. Don't surprise people with a fucking hey. Here's a thirty year millstone that I'm going to put around your neck. Isn't that yeah. fun? Are you a fan of that? It's like oh no, Christ. And just like um, the amount of times they do it, where it's like didn't um, Jim puts like all of the investment money in, like they yeah. he goes to the maximum amount of money because he felt a little bit socially pressured to do it. Yeah, and Pam's like. You spent all of it. It's like, did you even like question how much they'd put in? Well, no, I just felt a bit pressured, so we gave them all our money. It's like, Jim, like, what are you doing, man? That's our nest egg for our future. Yeah. And without question, he just goes, oh, take it all. Yeah. Yep, I had to do that. I feel a bit awkward. Here's 10 grand. It's all the money I've got, but whatever. And then just like all the little things about um, uh, Michael Scott. I hate that character so much. And watching mm. that show as well, I fucking hate him. And th- whenever I can, like, you see discussions, I'm like, oh, he's a great boss. I actually like Mike. He's like, no, he's awful. Yeah, like, he, yeah. He is one of the worst characters in like a realistic, no, he's not realistic, but I could say, like, show. Like, he's, he's not like a fantasy show or anything like that. No, this is like. No, no, no. He tries to portray it as like semi realism or realism, yeah. Yeah, it's an elevated version of reality, but like, you know, there's mm. still that element of realism to it. And he's a horrendous horrendous human being <laughs> and every time he's on screen he pisses me off and, and the it, weird thing is like i i kind of agree with you for the most part but like i still enjoy watching that show oh yeah and i will binge that show and i'm like sitting there going like this show isn't good but i guess it is because i continue to watch it yeah it's like when you rewatch friends and you just you hate 
Ross. Oh, and you're just yeah. like viewing friends with a like with a modern lens. It's weird to think like The Office, like it's only a couple of years old at this point, but it still it's, has a lot of problematic it, elements. I think it's about ten years old now or something. I can't mm-hmm. quite put the nail on there. Like I'll I'll fact check for it. And then Friends is like twenty, like twenty five. But like to uh, view some of the stuff that happens, like viewing the relationship between Ross and Rachel with a modern lens, because my girlfriend had never seen um, uh, Friends, and we rewatched that last, last last year. Oh, really? And she was just astounded at just how bad some of the characters in it are. Mm-hmm. Like especially like the way that everyone treats uh, Ross's ex because she's gay, and just the fact they're constantly belittling her relationship because she's a lesbian. It's like fuck you. Mm-hmm. It's like I'll bar Ross, you fuck off. Yeah, I, oh God, I have just double checked for us. The Office came out in the first episode was like March two thousand five, and then Friends is like September nineteen ninety four. Okay, yes, yeah, so that's so like Friends good, is like... coming on like thirty years old, and people are still constantly rewatching it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just like watching it with that you know, like modern lens and just seeing like how bad some of the things are in it. Especially yeah, like stuff like the stuff in regards to Chandler's dad. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's really like... bad. Aged very poorly, and I, I, like I don't like the people who were sitting there going like, "Friends should never be watching." It's a horrible TV show. It's like, no, it was a product of the times, and watching it like with the lens of um, like hindsight is still it can be enjoyable, and it's probably like semi-educational to watch something like that. Yeah, well, um, we've talked about this before. I think it was like the Borderlands playthrough where I don't think. You should ever, ever remove these things from viewing. You should put them out, and because I think mm-hmm. they're doing something similar with um, a lot of the old, old movies now that have like got problematic elements in them. I think it was TCM mm-hmm. doing it, where it's and um, we're going to host a showing of this movie or old um, TV show in its entirety, but we're going to bring on a expert, an academic, to talk about why it's problematic and like you know the history behind it and like you know why sensibilities have changed. Yeah. Like, and that's like in the same way they do things like you know like Mein Kampf, where you can't buy a copy of just Mein Kampf. You can only buy a copy that has academics tearing it apart. I right. want that with these old shows. Yeah, yeah, like, totally. And as well, I don't think that the people who made those shows should be able to just remove them because that means that they stop being talked about, and that's not fair because yeah, they because need to we, fucking own that. We mentioned that I say in the Borderlands thing because someone was like oh, there was a bad episode of Scrubs that they've apologised for, but they've just removed it. No, I don't like that they get to and do it's that. Like, they shouldn't be able to do that, but as you say, there should be you know, a discussion and a content warning and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, they shouldn't just be able to go, well, that doesn't exist anymore because... That's the easy we, way out. We wrote a problematic episode. It's like... And if you are truly sorry for it, then you should explain why. And also, mm-hmm. if you are sorry, you shouldn't feel or get annoyed when it gets brought up and the idea i had is say for example i think it's like 30 rock where they have three episodes with yellow face hmm. uh, i think just every time tina fey does an interview just put those screenshots behind her <laughs> don't even need to bring them up just put them behind her and if she asks you to take them down say well why you made hmm. the show you thought it was a good idea so have a look what five years ago what's changed hmm and they have to give you an actual good answer rather than like, you know, I was pressured to do it. Because something similar to that happened today with uh, Hank Azaria, um, who voiced a poo in The Simpsons. And do you remember like, oh, all, the, right. all the rigmarole around that of like, uh, I think it was the, the problem with the poo. 
by yep. um, a American Indian comedian just talking about, like, yeah, Pooh's a shit character. Especially if you're Indian, because if you're Indian, that's pretty much the only representation you got in the 90s. Definitely. Like, it's mainstream for sure, yeah. And it's a horrible racist stereotype. And um, I think Simpsons creator Matt Groening had a really poor response to it. He said something like wishy-washy of like, eh, it's like, you know, we'll get rid of it or whatever. But like, you know, people mm. today just do sense something along those lines. And then the show itself um, has Lisa Simpson, of all characters, um, just make a mocking reference to it. They're like, sometimes you just need to move on. And they look at a picture of a poo who's not been in an episode in like three years. Right. And then Hank Azaria, the guy who voices a poo, um, has recently talked about how he was um, someone who's at an event. And a kid came up to him and just started crying. Like a, an Indian kid is like, oh, I get made fun of with the character. Like people do the Apu voice at me all the time. <sighs> and he says like being confronted by that made him feel so bad that he personally feels so responsible. He sometimes just goes up to people who he can see recognizing and apologizes for it. Oh, right. And yeah. he says, I want to personally, I feel like I should personally apologize to every Indian person that I meet because it's fucking awful. Yeah, and like I um, think back to like when I was younger, and Simpsons was popular. Like you know, still is popular, but mm-hmm. popular with the children that were in my school and stuff at the time. Yeah, and I think yeah, like the like not even necessarily Indian people, but just a lot of Asian people getting like mocking Apu voices thrown of their course, way. Yeah. And it's like God, yeah, that that must have been bad and the fact that it was one of the most popular tv shows in the world for years at the time and it's still one of the most popular tv shows ever it's gonna be like golden age simpsons will last longer than almost any piece of pop culture ever created well i mean the tv show is what 30 years old as it is yeah and it's still going but the idea that like hank azaria is like he's fucking held his hands up and gone yeah it's shit Mm-hmm. It's it's a bad thing and i'm apologizing and i will hold my hands up to it and so like, i will i make no fucking excuses for what I did. Yeah, it's, it's a awful. bad part of a great TV show. Uh, and it's great as well, because whenever you bring stuff like this up, like, this happened earlier in the chat, we were talking about like not even criticising anything in particular, like saying remove it. Just said if you view Friends with a modern lens, it's like, you know, it's problematic elements. The guy's like, mm-hmm. Friends isn't bad. It's just that people are extremely sensitive. Says the guy who immediately responded with that when we're having a perfectly reasonable discussion where we're not getting angry about it. Who's the sensitive one? Yeah, <laughs> and that's, that's always the, the case, thing, isn't it? Like, I actually saw like a thing getting shared around, and it was like this fucking incredible post of like a bunch of uh, problematic like Looney Tunes stereotype characters. That was so many. The like, there's there's a lot of them, but it was like you know clearly something like a boomer had made of them all putting their middle fingers up and going like "fuck off, you snowflakes" or something like that. And it's like. Oh, so us pointing out how bad those stereotypes are, like, uh, we're the ones being snowflakes when you need to make posts like that because you're offended about people getting offended. Also, why do you feel the need to defend the cartoon character who does not exist rather than the people whose existence is being belittled and marginalised by that cartoon character? And the only one of them as well that's not is apparently, because have you ever heard about just Latin America and they're just love of Speedy Gonzales. No. Because right, Speedy Gonzales, you'd think, or at the first glance, like, he looks like a really offensive stereotype. Mm-hmm. And like he's a deliberate um, uh, just reversal 
of the like the really awful like lazy Mexican stereotype. Like he's the opposite of that because he's like you know he's a very right. energetic Mexican character, mm-hmm. a Latin character, and like apparently every time they try and just like um, stop making Speedy Gonzalez cartoons, uh, people in Latin America are like no Speedy Gonzalez is fucking awesome. He's a cultural okay. icon, and they love him. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. But it's similar to like because one of the arguments we bring back to the Simpsons, you'll always see like when people try and make false equivalencies. Like, well, what about the character of Groundskeeper Willie? Isn't he just an offensive stereotype? It's like, no, because Scottish people fucking love him. Because he has mm. one of the greatest quotes ever, which is like, Scots are natural enemies. <laughs> it's like, no, is it like, um, Brothers and sisters are natural enemies, like Scots and the Japanese, or Scots and the Americans, or Scots and other Scots. Those damn Scots, they ruined Scotland. This is one of the best quotes ever. And I don't think I know a Scottish person who doesn't fucking love that character. Well, that's the difference, isn't it? Of like, it becomes a offensive stereotype when people start taking offence to it. Yeah, plus as well, like I feel like a lot more of Groundskeeper Willie is done with love. Hmm. And like you know, as well, like the, the, the stereotypes are like so broad as to just border on farcical. Whereas you look at Apu and like what are the things they do with him? So he works in a convenience store despite having a computer degree from MIT. And the hmm. joke is like it's the Mumbai Institute of Technology. Also, yeah, then he has a really long, difficult to pronounce last name. That's not at all representative of what an Indian last name would be like. Um, he's like servile, almost to a like, a, like an almost a gross degree. Well, like pretty much anything that happens, isn't it? Of like, he'll like get held up at a gun store uh, at at gunpoint in his store, and then just be like, "Oh, thank you, come again." All the time, yeah. like, no, like no. Please I think stop. One of the things I found really funny about watching some old Simpsons through is that they have an episode. Which I think it's actually called Krusty Gets Cancelled, maybe. And I do that, remember Krusty gets cancelled, yeah. Uh, I think that's the one where he uh, goes on stage and he does a horrible, mocking, racist imitation of an Asian person. Mm-hmm. And he's rightfully called out for it by other comics who are at this comedy event he's at. And he realises that, like, oh man, relying on just mocking stereotypical humour that belittles other races is not the way to like, you know, make comedy these days. Yeah. Two episodes later in that very same season they have Apu's wedding episode. Oh, God. Which is an episode centering around Apu, a mocking racist stereotype. <laughs> it's like, they had no self-awareness about it. No, and it's just... It is baffling, isn't it? But, again, like, as you say, the there's a big difference between like, him and, say, Groundskeeper Willie, where it's like... But Groundskeeper Willie is constantly shown as being, like, this angry scott but he's also like a ripped badass yeah and he like you know he'll he'll grease himself up and shoot down those vents whereas a poo's just like yeah he's there's you... there's nothing really redeeming about him no he's often used as a punchline groundskeeper as well but like it's just the jokes that he has are less about his culture and more about the character they established when at least he has one whereas a poo didn't really have a character until like you no know, later seasons mm-hmm. yeah and it's just oh, like it's a shame as well because like, you know early Simpsons is so good and it's really oh god I accidentally maximized my screen like it's a shame for me as well <laughs> knowing that the people who wrote the episodes and like the creator of the show itself are really unapologetic about that whereas Hank Azaria is like very clearly being confronted by the repercussions of voicing that character for so long and he feels really bad about it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, it's just like a very weird thing of like Jenna and I were having a conversation about this not long ago, and mm-hmm. just like doing the whole thing of um, we were talking about like the kind of like phrasing when people do something offensive or like, oh, I'm really sorry that you took offense to that, and it's just like. Oh, okay. So you turn it back on me then? Like, great. Thanks for it, that. Thanks. It's my fault that you said something shit. That you made a shit joke. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm the problem because I'm the one being offended. It's like, just like own apologize. Just yeah, as you say, own it. Like, just I'm really fucking sorry. We shouldn't have done this. But it's like, no, no, no. I'm really sorry that like you decided to be offended by something I did that was perfectly fine. And so, um, fuck off said it multiple times before, the easiest way, if you're one of those people who doesn't like that, and you don't like the idea of people being like upset or offended by something you say, imagine that instead of it being something you said, you stepped on their toes. Mm. Imagine you step on someone's toe. By accident, entirely by accident, it's not like, you know, you didn't do it with any malice. It was like, no, it was a complete, uh, just like, you know, just act on your part. But the person turns around and says, you just stepped on my toe. And you turn around and like, well, I'm sorry that you got in my way. I'm sorry if you felt like that I stepped... It's like, no, you just apologise, otherwise you're a prick. And but it, when it's language... Things, like, just... I know that I've offended people in the past and I've said wrong things in the past, and I know I will do it in the future. Like, that's not... Let's not, like, you know, say I'm doing it on purpose. Like, I'll probably do it by accident. As most people will, yeah. at the same time, I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm fucking perfect, I'm never going to offend anyone. Of course I will at some point, and hopefully it's um, it's something that I can work on, and it's constantly, you know, just something I will continue to try and work on for the rest of my life. But the important thing is, like, having the conversations and being open-minded and not just being like, no, I was right all along, fuck off. Yeah. It's like, I'm sorry I stepped on your toe. I'll try not to do it again in the future. I'll be more careful. I'll watch where I'm stepping in the future. Mm-hmm. Like, all those things are perfectly acceptable. Saying, like, you got in my way. No, it's a fucking accident, isn't it? Just acknowledge that it's an accident <laughs> and move on. Don't make a big deal out of it. Because it's the person who, like, you know, then in that situation gives you shit for getting in their way and then escalates the situation. They're the ones who are being a prick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, no one ever oh. says that the person who gets their foot stepped on is the one who's being difficult by bringing it up. It's like, because they were hurt. And it's weird yeah. how, like, when the pain's not so much physical, but it's, like, you know, emotional or whatever, then it's suddenly treated as less. Oh, I can turn this back around on you for some reason. And, like, I always understand that it is difficult in those situations. Like, if it's in person especially, like, it's really hard to sometimes confront somebody about something they've said that's offensive. Like, yeah. it can be. Like, if someone makes a joke and you feel, like, offended by it, it can be really hard to turn around and politely be like, look, I I don't think that's right. Like, you, you hurt my feelings or I found that inappropriate, etc. It can be difficult, but I think, like, it's important for people to at least try. Yeah. Because otherwise yeah. we're going to get nowhere. Oh, God, for fuck's sake. There's already a guy in chat like, oh, no, the accent's not big. Deal. The accent is a fucking mocking racist accent done by a white dude. Shut up. Mm-hmm. And the guy that did the accent as apologizing, yeah. apologizing, yeah. That's why it's always so funny because people will always be so quick to jump on to defend it when the person who is at the center of it always like, no, fucking yeah. no, I've got nothing to do with this. It's weird how many times I've seen us like bring things up in conversation, and there's somebody that is not related to the incident 
that will come in and like just jump on that grenade and just be like, no, 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 they were fine. Like they did nothing wrong. It's like, but the person admitted that they did something wrong. Yeah. And now for whatever well. reason, you're still defending them. I also love as well, this guy completely missed the point. It's, uh, the accent isn't a big deal because portraying an accent on ethnicity and media with an accent is racist. It's like, the point is that the racist, the accent was being, doing, being done by a white dude who has since acknowledged it was racist. And it's the like, fact that it wasn't just them trying to do an Indian accent, it was them trying to do an overly stereotypical, like, really just bad accent on purpose. Yeah. yeah. Like, they weren't trying to make it authentic in any way. No, not at all. Like, look at someone like someone who has Kamal Nanjiani. Like, he has mm. an accent, but he doesn't sound like Apu. No. No. Like, he learned English as a second language, but he doesn't have a stereotypical accent because that's not what, that's not what people fucking sound like. It's a, it's a mocking... He's, a, he's, sad as well, he's the only notable Indian actor I can think of, and that's, you know, part of the issue here as well. Like, representation yeah. matters. Mm-hmm. And we want that. Like, get more people from Bollywood into Hollywood, man. Fucking Although, yeah. to be oh, fair... Akshay Kumar, bring him in. I really also kind of disagree with myself because Bollywood is just so magical and takes so many risks and does whatever the fuck it wants. It does. Like, the moment you get those people into Hollywood, it's going to be a bunch of boring-ass producers like, no, 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 we don't want to take that risk. So like, fuck yeah, off. I want a three-minute dance number in the centre of my action movie. Fucking yes, every single time. Like, I want drifting horses. Just fucking go All with time, it. Yeah. But the favorite thing about this guy is what happens to voice actors with accents. We're not saying people. Like, that's the thing. He's like, oh, what about if the? It's not the accent that's the problem, but you're acting like it is because that's an, the only thing you can defend. Like mm-hmm. you're basically making up your own question and then arguing against it in that situation because <laughs> that's not what anyone said. It's like fucking hell. We're not saying that somebody having an accent is a problem. We're saying. Someone doing an overly stereotypical mocking accent yeah. is a problem. But they can't argue against that, so they're making up they're acting like we said something else. We're acting like we said you can't have someone doing an Indian accent in a show. It's like, no, you can't. Yeah. Like Just, uh, think about the like the most common thing of like British people portraying Americans or yeah. vice versa. Like it's super common and happens all of the time. But they don't do like the ridiculously over the top stereotypical accent they try to just make a genuine accent and use reference materials yeah and if you want to see someone with an indian accent go watch like you know um uh, is it at home with the kumars and all the actors on that speaking like um with english accents uh, you watch I'm at home with the kumars sure, but yeah there was a like a indian uh british indian tv show and mm-hmm. all the people on that speak with indian accents but the guy who's on the show he's got just he speaks like a um, I think received pronunciation because he was like he's very highly educated, but he puts that accent on. And he's reminiscent of what his dad talks like. Oh right, okay. And you know what? He gets away with that because he's fucking Indian. <laughs> and it's something I like to do when I'm watching those TV shows. Like Joe, when they have like a like a Chinese guy come on, mm. and he does an accent, and I like to like just look at him and go, I wonder what that guy talks like in real life, because I bet. He doesn't have that accent in real life because he's an actor. He mm. probably just sounds like an American or like he just has a generic English or American accent. But he has to put that on for the role. At which point, who asked him to put that accent on? Because it had to have been someone on set. Yeah, yeah. And I think back to it was like an episode of Father Ted. 
And I hate that this is the only like um, example I can think of because obviously I've got a reference known shithead Graham Linehan, but it is a great <laughs> example of what I want to talk about where there's a, an episode where Father Ted is accidentally racist right, against yes, Chinese yeah. people and they bring an actor on who is like uh, speaking with a Chinese accent and Graham Linehan talks about how he had to keep asking the guy to be more Chinese. And he's like, I am. And he went, no, your voice. And the actor went, I'll say no more, because he's obviously, he's had to deal with that a hundred times. He knows. Mm-hmm. He knows if he's getting called in, they don't want him to speak. They want me to, to uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, don't, I know what you want me to do. And that's so bad that it, he instinctively is like, right, okay, yeah, I know exactly I what you fucking mean. And just like the eyes probably roll into the back of his fucking head. He's like, yeah, it's but, another yeah. one of those roles. I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, but, give me the fucking paycheck and let me go home. But at the same time, so I'm glad that guy's getting paid. Exactly. Like, yeah, that's the thing is, I'm still glad people are getting work and getting paid for it. But goddamn, like, oh, it must be so frustrating. It's like, yeah. um, uh, like there is, uh, there's a paycheck, but no one needs a paycheck that badly. Hmm. Is that, I can't imagine how I'd feel if, um, I, I, for some reason, was on a movie or TV set or something. Mm-hmm. And people are like, yeah, but you're like from around Liverpool. Like, do a proper Scouse accent. It's like, but this is how I talk. It's like, no, no, do like, you know, a Scouse accent. It's like, no, fuck it's a, off. It's a paycheck. I'll, the thing is that, I reckon you do it. It like, it depends how many zeros are on that paycheck. Can't yeah, it? do it for the paycheck. Because <laughs> I love shit like that. Because that's the thing, I love watching those roles and just thinking, it's, it's fun to imagine what the conversation went on behind the scenes that resulted mm-hmm. in that scene taking place. Like I said, and then I think back to that like um, director's commentary about Father Ted, where, yeah, that conversation, if it's all placed on that show, it's probably took place on other shows. And I just like to imagine, like, oh, that must be so fucking awkward. And I hope that the actors have fun with it. I'd hope so, I'd hope so. Yeah, and it reminds me a little bit about, uh, it reminds me a little bit of um, Peter Dinklage. Right. Um, who I think we talked about before, who has absolutely steadfastly refused to ever ever play any role that just belittles his height. So yeah, of he, course, yeah. Because he says that like, he's constantly getting cast, or when he was like, you know, before he was an established actor, that was well known, mm-hmm. was always getting casting calls for like dwarf number three mm-hmm. or like a Christmas elf. He's like, I'm not fucking doing it. I'm not fucking doing this. And like the only exception was uh, Tyrion in Game of Thrones because he saw as like, um, the whole point of that character is that he the only people who treat him differently because of his height are all assholes anyway, and they're all proven to be wrong by the end. Yeah, that's the thing, is because as much as, the, as you say, there are some characters that like call him out for being small, he then is also a character where, no, fuck you, I'm going to be like the smartest man in the room. Yes. And put you all down in, like, I, I just, like, you know eclipse all of you even though I'm smaller than all of you it's like, yeah. it doesn't really matter with his character that's even one, though they make reference to it yeah that's one of the only roles they were saying then you've got his like, amazing role in Elf where I can only imagine that role was like one of the most cathartic of his career where he gets mm-hmm. to kick the shit out of like just Will Ferrell being Will Ferrell making fun of him for being an elf yeah and I'm imagining like when Peter Dinklage is just swinging <laughs> on Will Ferrell, he's imagining like every casting director who's like, "Oh, you make a great elf." He's like, "Fuck you, I'm a professional actor, asshole." Yeah, and like fucking drop kicking him like, it's "No, great. I'll show you." That's his best role. Oh, I love it. I love I can, it. I can only imagine how cathartic that was for him. And I remember like I hadn't watched Elf in a few years, and 
I'd watched Elf, like, and I love Elf. It's one of the ones mm-hmm. I go back to, like, most Christmases, but hadn't watched it in a little while. And then like, I'd watched Game of Thrones and obviously learn um, him through that. And then he was in, like, X-Men Days of Future Past. So mm-hmm. I'd, like, recognize him very easily. And then I watched Elf again and was like, oh, it's Peter fucking Dinklage. And then I was like, oh, yeah, he's the one who just, like, kicks the shit out of Will Ferrell. So being called an elf, yeah. Because uh, mm-hmm. at that point in his career, he was, like, trying to establish himself as a serious actor. As I think, you know, he's proven how he is. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I don't think I should be, like, you know, pigeonholed into these roles because of my height. I should be able to, like, you know, play characters who are specifically written to be played by a little person. Well, yeah, like, as I mentioned in X-Men, like, he plays William Trask, doesn't he? And it's like, yeah. it doesn't matter the fact that William Trask is, like, shorter or whether he's not. Like, he's just Trask. Yeah. And like, that's, yeah. They have that one joke about it as well. And it's like that visual gag where he walks in and it like zooms down on him. It's like for fuck's sake. Mm. And I really do you always hope, have to do it. And I really do hope little person is the uh, the correct term for that because that's what Wee Man uses. That's the term oh, he okay. uses. And I'd like to think that you know he's like knows about that sort of thing because soon he's Wee yeah. Man and he's awesome. So I fucking love Wee Man because there's a great article about that. Uh, it's an interview with a little person that's like, oh, so who do you think is like the best representation of uh, little people in media? And they're expecting him to say Peter Dinklage. In Game of Thrones. Oh, right, yeah. And he says, well, people think I'm going to say Game of Thrones, but it's not. It's actually Jackass. Because in Game of Thrones, like he's still, like, Tyrion is still made fun of for his height. And there are people mm-hmm. still believing for it. They're proven to be wrong, but they, that still happens. Wee Man, they never, ever treat him any differently because of his height. No. Ever. Um, they have obviously got that, um, the one gag of, like, getting a, a lot of small people in for like the bar, the bar fight they do yeah but at the um, same time like Wee Man is the one who pitches those yeah yeah I believe that's and... like I'm not sure if there's more that I, I'm like not remembering but that one sticks out straight away but yeah he's never mocked for it in any way ever no and they uh, he's always just treated as one of the guys he is yeah and uh, like they do take advantage of his height for some pranks like the best one being where they just <laughs> So the bungee jump one where Wee Man jumps off the edge of a pier when he's tied to Preston, who's really heavy. Oh yeah, yeah. And then they go the bungee jumps off him and they fall down, that's incredible. And as you say, that's not mocking either of them for their size. It's more just well, that's a fun physics experiment, if anything yeah. else. Yeah. And it's fucking incredible and I I love that. And it was just a really interesting read. Mm. And uh, similarly you have Mortal Kombat. Uh, where there's a lot that's a pretty multi-ethnic cast if you think about Mortal is, Kombat yeah. and uh, for Mortal Kombat 11 they recast a lot of the characters in it to be representative of you know where they're actually supposed to be from like Scorpion's voice actor they I was going to say voice actors not the characters yeah. voice actors yeah they recast Scorpion's voice actor um, to hire an Asian guy mm-hmm. because Scorpion is Asian and people got really mad about it yeah and it's like oh but that's not Scorpion's voice it's like but surely you should get people to represent the actual, like, you know, origins of the characters and such. Also, as well, they've changed his voice actor five times. Why does this specific change piss you? Oh, yeah. oh we, we know why it is. We aren't going to say it out loud. No, it's just that they want his original voice to be intact, Carl. And as you say, it's not even the original voice anymore. I will say, though, that the uh, the best one, or the one that I'm glad they didn't do, is just Steve Bloom as Sub-Zero. Even though Sub Zero is, I believe, he's Chinese, because he has a they have a reference to that about when he gets called a ninja. It's like the Lin Kuei are not ninjas. Just for uh, one line reading, where I think Scorpion's dead 
in that timeline or whatever. And he's like in an intro quote. Someone's like, you should be glad that Scorpion is... So this is like, you kill Scorpion. It's like, I thought he was your enemy. Why do you give a shit? And he's like, he was my equal. And he's like, oh, Scorpion is Sub-Zero. That's the relationship between those characters. I fucking love that. Oh, I, I love like Scorpion and Sub-Zero. And I, I love that really bad trope of... Like, I know it's a bad trope and I know it's overused, but I can't not love it of like the two you know, enemies that also kind of like each other mm-hmm. because they're bringing each, up, each other up like the Goku and Vegeta. Like Scorpion and, and Sub-Zero, I, I fucking adore that. And that line immediately sold me on there. Like, just like, um, you kill Scorpion. Why do you give a shit you hate him? It's like, he was my equal, not my enemy. It's like, <laughs> yes, that's exactly what you want. It is. And they have like a couple so, of just great lines with each other if you match them up. And they have like all those great um, unique intro quotes. It's like, one more round, Scorpion. It's like, yes, Master Subs. Like, yes, Master Subs. So he respects him as the Grand Master of the Lin Kuei. Fuck yeah. And Netherrealm do a very good job over the last few games, at very least, from what I can remember, of like, you know, Injustice, MK9, 10, mm-hmm. Injustice 2, whatnot, MK11. They do a really good job of having unique lines for unique matches. Every single one, yeah. And I've been playing a lot of it recently. And there's so many, even for the guest characters, because all the guest characters are just, this is reference C. Yeah. And I've been like, I picked up Terminator. I've been playing a lot of the Terminator. And there's so many references. Like uh, if you've matched Terminator up against Melina, um, uh, Melina will say uh, something like, uh, you should respect... Uh, my father, Terminator responds, who is your father and what does he do? And it's like, oh, kindergarten cop! Yes! Hello, and you're making fight Cabal. Like, Cabal's like, really, Terminator? And he's like, yes, show me your speed. And Cabal goes, it's turbo time! It's like, oh, oh turbo- Yes! <laughs> fucking yes! Oh, it's fucking turbo time. Fucking turbo... It's so good. Just mm. the idea that, like, bollocks to it, we've got him in. And, um... Like again, I love the the ones in like Mortal Kombat versus Com- Marvel versus Capcom three. I got mm. more words out eventually. Like the amount of just shit talking each other, even across rosters like Marvel to Capcom. Yeah, and there's some really neat little details hidden away in there, um, such as um, when you call in a teammate. Every character has a unique call in anime, like voice clip. For everyone they call in. Uh, my favourite being Akuma, who shows no respect to anybody and refers to all male characters as boy, all mm. female characters as girl, and Sentinel, the robot, as scrap. <laughs> uh, the only, and he will always, in every introduction, call everybody just an unworthy piece of shit, with the exception of if you have an Akuma mirror, where he will say, finally, a worthy opponent. <laughs> and it's like, that is Akuma as fuck. That is. Like, That's the most acute. What does, what, I don't know if you could tell me off the top of your head, like, what does he refer to, like, Shuma Gorath as? He just calls him Thing. Oh, like, okay. He has just really, really disrespectful lines about everything, similar to, like, and then Dragon Ball Fighters, which I adore, has mm. so many neat little details. When you... oh, I think, like, my favourite one is, like, Ginyu Force interacting with either, um... oh no, you don't get Gohan. Saying yeah. anything, do you? Do you get yeah. Adult Gohan saying something? Adult well, Gohan will say something Saiyan to the Ginyu Force, yes. And then Go Tanks as well, of Go Tanks being like, oh, these guys are so cool! Yeah. Like, Even yes, mid battle, though, you get stuff. It's great. Like, uh, if you have the Ginyu Force fighting Freezer, um, when you call a member of the Ginyu Force in, they will acknowledge that Freezer is there and say, Lord Freezer. <laughs> and every member of the Ginyu Force will do that. And it's the same one if you fight Vegeta. 
Um, all the characters want knowledge like Vegeta, including Raccoon who says, Hi Vegeta, just like he does in the show. Johnny yeah. flying kicks him if you make mm. him do that flying kick. Oh, man. And it's great. It's absolutely great, yeah. And just the fact that happens mid-battle and it's something you might not even notice. And most of the time I don't, like because, you know, a lot of the time you just hear like the awesome music pounding through. But and you'll, all yeah. of the just like the um the fucking hit hit noises and yeah and the effort sounds of just getting hit and stuff like it's easy to miss a lot of those in match little lines that they put out and stuff yeah and there's like uh, another one of my favorites is uh freezer if you make mm. freezer fight beerus he's actively scared of beerus and <laughs> when you make him fight any other character every single one of his moves he's always like yeah i like this is like i will destroy this planet when he fights beerus he's actually hesitant and you get a unique voice line when he powers up to Golden Freezer. He says, I'm not even sure this form will hurt you, Lord Beerus. Oh. So he acknowledges that the form might not even be enough to beat Beerus in the fight. Mm-hmm. And it's like, the fact they even put that in. And it yeah. only happens if you fight Freezer as Beerus. And it's like, Freezer's your last character and you're using like, the desperation Golden Freezer moment. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that's detail. And that shows that they cared. They cared so much when they made that game. They really did, and uh, I wanted to say as well, like when it comes to voice lines in uh, MVC three, mm-hmm. I love the fact that you can pick like oh English or Japanese um, for the audio, but then you can just get the option that goes like, original. Yeah, and which it, is every single character in the game gets auto listed as English or Japanese depending on what they are originally in their games. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, thank you. That's what it should be, because like you need fucking Japanese Akuma. And then you, you go, oh, cool, like a lot of Capcom characters speak in Japanese. Marvel, oh, it's like yeah. just English. English. You need Japanese um, Akuma. Oh, yeah. I will say the Japanese Spencer's fucking incredible. Mm. Bionic Arm, the voice actor for Spencer in Japanese when he does Bionic <laughs> Arm is fucking incredible. You need that shit. It's so good. <laughs> And did you see, by the way, I'm not sure whether this was cropped up on your timeline or not. Okay. Uh, so, Power Rangers Battle for whatever. I can't battle remember what it's called. Battle for the Grid, yeah. Yeah, they are getting Ryu and Chun-Li Power Rangers added into the game. Because Ryu and Chun-Li were in a Power Rangers comic once, yeah. Were they? Yeah. We talked oh, about it in the Ryu so Wiki cool. Weekends, where you've got Ryu Ranger. Oh, yeah, of course. But these are like brand new designs as well. And I just, I saw it and it was like, oh. Ryu and Chun-Li are in Power Rangers. I was like, wait, what? And then it's just them with, like, you know, parts of their iconic outfit mixed in with Power Rangers armor. And I'm like, yes. That for that so game. Good. You have, I forget, I think it's one of the old Blue Rangers. He's voiced mm. by, oh, who's the act, voice actor now? He's Danny Southend, the guy who does Virgil. Oh, right, yes. And he just says, um, uh, he uses a lot of Virgil's voice lines when he's doing the Power Rangers thing. It's like, I need maximum <laughs> ranger power or something like that. And he's like, now I'm motivated to be a Power Ranger. He's <laughs> like, yeah, you do that. Be motivated and, um, to be a Power oh Ranger. Oh, God. That, I think they announced like um, a complete edition of that game, but it's really not frustrating, but it's a bit, a bit of a shame that there's so many uh, added characters in that game, but the version on Game Pass doesn't have like the no. four season passes included and I'm like I could play this game but it's like half of the game at this point and you can't play as Tommy Oliver you can't no you can't play as Tommy Oliver so you can't get the you can't get that <laughs> legendary Kiar probably the greatest Kiar in all of Kiaring it es- is yeah. especially when he's doing a full on triple um, uh, back moonsault backflip 
to kick a giant man in a rubber costume in the penis. And it's like, I don't know what's, like, better, the fact that, like, Tommy Oliver is Tommy Oliver, or just the fact that um, the actor, Jason David Frank, is it? I believe so, yes. He just, like, loves it so much. He loves being a power like, He sells it so hard because he loves playing that character so goddamn much. Lucas is a power ranger. I, Why would you not want to be a Power Ranger? That's the thing is most of them kind of, like most of the actors for like the American Power Rangers kind of shied away from the fact that they were Power Rangers and because they're not get paid enough. It's like just embrace it, man. Like yeah. be Tommy Oliver for the rest of your life. It's apparently because it was a really poor paying gig. And they got a lot of injuries yeah. on set and stuff. And then I understand like why the the Blue Ranger doesn't uh, yeah doesn't like the memories. He got a lot of uh, harassment and stuff on set. Yeah, just go Google that one if you worry about. It. That's something I will mention. Like mm-hmm. one of the trash shows I refuse to watch. Refuse is Grey's Anatomy because my favorite character on that uh, I forget the name of it now, but it's like he's the guy who's like pining after the main character on it. The actor who plays him on it's Tr Knight got bullied for being gay on set, oh, right. and they wrote his character out. <laughs> he quit, and they wrote his character, and they get his character hit by a bus, because he was being bullied on set. And it's like, fuck you, I refuse to watch that show. Bollocks yeah. to that. Anyway, I think, you know, we're, we're getting to the point now where we can start doing Q&A. So people in chat, if you'd like to do, um, uh, ask us some questions, you can do so in my chat, or you can press exclamation point Lucas to ask Lucas some questions too, and you can find his chat and do oh, that. Yeah. But um, while those questions filter in, Lucas, um, where can people find you? elsewhere on the internet so people can find me doing my gaming content here on my twitch channel uh twitch.tv slash legendcanto mm-hmm. legend of canto i will pronounce that a bit better there legend uh, just <laughs> uh, and then youtube at legend of canto as well and then you can find me twitter and instagram at canto legend underscore and for me just google carl smallwood you'll find it and if you don't and that means I've stopped making videos, so please don't try to find me. Yeah, if you Google Lucas, you won't find me very quickly. You might not know. You can give it a go. <laughs> See how you far you scroll down. Try it. Scroll down super far. Also, I should correct myself. So I, it's Dan Southworth is the voice of Virgil. Someone in chat um, helpfully cool. chimed in with that one. and Because I love that guy's voice. And I love that he like... can never recreate the voice of Virgil from DMC, uh, DMC3. Because he had a cold when he did all the lines. Uh, it's the smelly cat. So that's why Virgil in that game sounds so nasally and whiny, because the guy right. had a cold. And I did get uh, Jason David Frank right, I just checked, because that name always gets me, because it's three like first names it, on the bounce. Is it, like, David, oh, no. is it David Jason Frank? Is it Frank David Jason? It's like, yeah, it you got it right. could have been any of them. could be any of them, but it won't, and you got it right. Hell yeah. It's the most legendary of all Kiars. It's the fucking legendary Green Ranger, man. I got so hyped that episode of the Power Rangers when <laughs> just they use legendary ranger powers and they turn uh, into the mighty Morphin Power Rangers and it's fucking sick. I, uh, man, I think like Power Rangers hype, like as much as Mighty Morphin is great and stuff and I watched a few like the Zeo and Galaxy, I can't remember what they're They'll all They'll never called, top it. No, I was going to say the, the best moment has got to be that new one where they arrange every single Power Ranger. Oh, and yeah. Jason David Frank like, is at the front of the force. Like, yeah! As he yes! fucking should be. The thing is, though, the best thing about that, though, is when you have the scene of, like, 50 different Red Rangers. Like, you're fucking done. At that point, mm-hmm. with 50 Red Rangers, turn up to leave. If you're the opposing <laughs> fighting force, just fucking stop it. 
Just oh. don't when when one like you're not going to beat one red ranger. Like when thirty turn or stop. Yeah. When he's backed up by like eighty other rangers, like just give, just no. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't want to do. I would not want to fight fifty fucking power rangers at once. I'll tell you that. For I've played against seven level nine CPU Captain Falcons, which I imagine is what fighting the power rangers is like, and it's not fucking great. <laughs> Oh, just fighting the Rainbow Rangers of Captain Falcon. It's the one. Remember when we did that? When we yeah. made, when we tried, we put seven level nine Captain Falcons as the opponent and tried to see how long we could survive. And you have no fucking chance. And it's like we put it on like team battle without friendly fire on. So just seven Captain Falcons bum rush you across the screen with like just knees and feet everywhere man. all working nipples in, are out. all working in perfect harmony <laughs> as a falcon should just like the power rangers yeah it's so ridiculous anyway so lucas um any questions in your chat on your discord i'll um, uh, give i'll put a link to your oh, um, i do need to uh, uh check my discord uh, like, i will mention quickly while i'm checking like, oh shit i didn't even type to the right my, place you can go to my Patreon and you can uh, like like the five dollar tier can come and uh, be part of my Discord. There we go. And over there, you can ask questions in advance and such. Oh, did you hear what happened with Adam's Discord? I wanted to talk about this today because uh, he told me about it. It's fucking great. No, I didn't see this. Yeah, a, a guy. So Adam, um, frequent contributor to the channel. I'll just do this as I like more questions filter in. Uh, frequent yeah. contributor to the channel and uh, had as a Discord and he's got his own streaming stuff where he's got you know, a couple of like um, uh, uh, just like dedicated followers and there was a dude mm-hmm. who got to the point of being a Twitch affiliate who's in his Discord. And for people who don't know, Twitch affiliate means you've got two friends. It means that you've got two friends who watch your stream four times in a month. Right, yeah. I. It could be more than that, but affiliate is like basically you've got two people to watch a stream. Like Affiliate was, you know, obviously we get the, the extra push from Fat Fiend and YouTube and all that, but mm-hmm. like affiliates relatively easy to get but their yeah. partner the jump from affiliate to partner makes no sense at all for yeah. me but... and this guy got to affiliate um, which means he got two friends and mm-hmm. suddenly was just like look I can't, I can't hang out in, in your stream anymore Adam because I'm too busy with my stream because I've got my fans and he was talking about I shit you not yeah I've got sponsorships from Starbucks um, Dairy Queen's reaching out um, uh, I'm really really just like you know swamped with the amount of stuff I'm doing and he was streaming like four times a day from like 9am in the morning to like 10 o'clock at night, four times a day. And um, he asked Adam for some advice and Adam mm. told him, straight up, don't stream as much. Right, yeah. And then also he was saying, oh, my wife is uh, not happy with me streaming. And he's like, well, yeah, because she's spending all fucking day doing this. And, you got like, and Adam told me, he gets like, you got two or three people watching your streams. God, yeah. <laughs> and he said, maybe. You should spend some time with your wife instead of streaming. And the guy fucking lost it oh, and went right. mental. And that's why if you saw Adam posted that thing about just, yeah, I'm taking a quick break. Yeah. Because the dude went off on one and was sending him just a torrent of abuse. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. I am. Wow. Like, you have no, I am going to be a big success. You just can't handle it. You're jealous of me. I'm so much better. And the thing is as well, Adam just went, I have more followers than he does. And he's part of my Discord and he follows my streams. He knows that I have more followers than he does. And he's still trying to like play off like he's a big fucking deal. And it was great. Yeah. Oh man. Like, I never know what's going on in the head of these people. Like but I really don't get it. I thought that though was so fucking funny. 
it's like, oh man, I'm getting reached out by like fucking Starbucks want to sponsor me for me and my three viewers. It's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, Starbucks at the moment, I've got how many people? Uh, 13 viewers in my chat. So like, come and sponsor me like four times over, please, Starbucks. Yeah. Go do it. I just thought that was just like, what a great, great thing to have happened. <laughs> and Adam told me about it and I was like, this is the best. I'm so happy you told me this. I, I can imagine you just being on the floor. I love stories like that. <laughs> but yeah, Lucas, any questions from your chat? Yeah, just pulling in one from my Discord quickly. Um, yeah. So, like, we've mentioned, like, bits about this before in the past. Uh, just, is there an IP you really want to see a film or, like, streaming series adaptation of? And the part that I like a bit more is, like, if so, who would we actually cast in the main role? Oh, I can't think of an IP that I want to be made to a TV show because uh, mm. we talked about this last week and the IPs that I'd be interested in seeing shows about um, is because I want the universe to be explored, not to see a retelling of the story that I've already seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't know off the top of my head like any IP where I'd want to just see the same characters I've already experienced a story of. Yeah. Again? Because, yeah, yeah like, I'm not an elitist in that regard, but say, for example, like Last of Us, because that's mm-hmm. I know that's getting made into a TV show. If I was wanting to watch, if I was going to watch the Last of Us TV show, I want it to be a story in the universe. I that's what's want... weird to me is they're just retelling the first game. It's like okay, so like, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, I don't know, like, I'm I'm trying to think off the top of my head, but yeah, like I think um, when it comes to most IPs, like the ones I care about, are games. And again, like we've uh, we've mentioned before, like when it comes to gaming, I prefer to like interact with my games, and that's why I like gaming in the first place. I feel like you're taking something away from it when you make it into a TV show or a film. Yeah. Hence, why most gaming things never work out. Oh, I do have one now. I remembered uh, Brie Larson as Samus Aran in a Metroid movie. That's very true. We, yeah, we've mentioned this before. Yeah, like. I would love Brie Larson to, to play Samus. That would be awesome. Because as well, Metroid is a series where the stories are so bare bones and so straightforward. A, any movie featuring or any series featuring the character would basically be just an exploration of that universe using like, the games as a jumping off point, which I think is the ideal way to do that. Also, yeah. it would annoy so many fucking weird men. <laughs> yeah, it would. It would, yes. Uh, so we've got my chat now. Good question there. Um, are you watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Yes. And they ask, do you like John Walker? I'm not going to say anything about the character because he's integral to the plot and anything I say could be a spoiler. And I don't want to do that. Yeah, there's a couple of things referring to Falcon and Winter Soldier in my chat as well. And we will be talking about it when it's finished. But at the moment, anyone could consider anything a spoiler. So I, again, like just, yeah, same. I don't want to talk about it because... We'll dedicate an episode or part of an episode to talking about it when it's finished. But right now, when I was watching One Division, like even a mention of it, I was like, nope, nope, yep. nope, don't talk about it. So I, yeah, I don't want to, um, I don't want to step on anyone's toes. Exactly. And plus, as well, I just don't want to deal with someone giving me shit for spoiling the episode. Exactly. Or yeah. thinking that I spoiled an episode by saying something. So I'm just gonna like, you know, just completely just no sell that one, unfortunately. And any from your chat, Lucas? Uh, do, 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 do. uh, someone's asking just a, a Destiny question earlier. Uh, so what do I think of Ada One coming back next season and Banshee having three random roles? Like, I, I think don't know any of that. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I'll I'll be very quick. I think like given 
any vendors, extra stuff is good. I'm excited for like the return of Ada One, but it's very weird when he's like, "Oh, we're bringing back this character. Are you gonna put a story reason for them like dropping out and coming back in, mm-hmm. or not?" I I want to see a story around it, but I don't think it'll happen, and that'll be a little bit weird. Them just turning back up for no reason. I legit thought you said Ada Wong then, as in Ada Wong from Resident Evil. So if Ada Wong was coming to the table, I'd be like, I'd, play I'd be that fucking game. hype. I'd be like, yes, Ada Wong. Yeah, there we go. Like, don't put fucking like we just said we're not going to mention anything about the show, and the guy's like, is in thing from show really good? It's like, don't. Like, why would you? About it. Why would you hear us <laughs> say that? Say we don't want to mention anything, anything about it. And you immediately bring up a thing from the show. So, uh, like, lesson learned there, I hope. So, also, people are answering the question that someone asked me. That doesn't help. That's like, just scroll down, scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. She's really tough. It's really hard to do this. It's really hard <laughs> to scroll with my hand. So, someone asks simply, what made you start YouTube? Money. And it's not a fun or sexy answer, but it's the honest one. And I've had repeatedly... Um, people give me shit for that when I bring it up because they don't like the idea that I'm doing something for money. But that's what a job is. And I don't get why people are upset with that answer. Mm. Like, I still care about what I do and I still have a passion and enthusiasm for it. But my primary motivator is that I want to eat, as I think it is for a lot of people. Well, last thing is I've wanted to um, try out YouTube and then like was thinking about trying streaming for a while and stuff mm-hmm. and I never really went too far into doing it until you gave me an opportunity to because, yeah, it means instead of working a full-time job and then trying to commit, like, full-time hours to also doing YouTube and Twitch, Mm -hmm. that's a ball ache. But the fact that I could, you know, try and get into this space and earn some money doing it, then, yeah, it's not just about, like, the money per se, but also the amount of time that I then... I'm not working another job to try and support it. Yeah. It's like uh, anyone who says that money's not important already has too much of it. Yep. And I'm just like, yeah. I, I, I don't get why people get upset with that idea. Because um, it's all, um, they're frustrated or seemingly offended by um, me saying I do it for the money. Like, why else? Yeah. Like, why do you go work? <laughs> uh, but yeah, like a couple of people referring to Pokemon in my chat. Okay, I- I'm not talking predictions wise because like I just I don't really have any predictions for the uh, the Legends of Arceus game. Oh, is that the but, open like, world one? The open the... world one. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for it though. Uh, of so course, yeah. Like, what are our thoughts on it? Um, very excited for it, and like I hope that they can sort a lot of the technical issues out that they showed, but. The game's over a year away, so I'm presuming they will. Then again, it's Game Freak. Sword and Shield was a bit of a hot mess, technical-wise. So but I still played it. I don't know, but they're trying something new with Pokemon, so I'm fucking I'm excited about that. Uh, people aren't, though, and that's hilarious. Like, mm-hmm. um, there's this great image floating around the internet. It's like, who are... I think it's just like a list of most entitled fan bases. And it shows you like the ones at the bottom, like the Age of Empires fans. It's like they're happy whatever scraps they get. Pokemon yeah, it's fans. like, oh, we got a remaster. Yeah. Yeah, and they're going mad hat. It's like Pokemon fans would not be happy with all the riches in heaven. Yeah. Because no matter that... how fucking much they get, they will well, never, they, uh, ever be happy. Essentially, the Pokemon community got the uh, trailer for a game they've been asking for of like, we want like an open world, like complete Pokemon game. 
and it oh no, it runs like shit. It's, like, it's not out yet. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're trying. Here's They're trying every... to give you exactly what you've asked for. It's like, and then you're like, yeah, but it runs like shit. Those kind of people deserve Pokemon teeth. They're the oh, that's the only game they deserve until they fucking learn some goddamn humility about it. But another game Pokemon related that I'm really excited for, and I'm mm-hmm. trying to not look at anything anymore because uh, I watched like the first trailer on Salt. It's just like new Pokemon Snap, Carl. Oh like, yeah. Um, it's approaching. It's getting so close. I've waited. 20 years over 20 years for a new pokemon snap game and i'm just like i just need it to be more pokemon snap and i don't care yeah no spoilers no spoilers for pokemon snap no i like that's the thing is i they're just showing me more of like the cute interactions and the do trailers and stuff that's all it's gonna be but that's the stuff like, that oh hey we're spoiling more cute moments that you're gonna discover yourself in two weeks and I'm like, I'd rather just discover them myself. Especially on that's like that's really all the game is. That's all the game is, yeah. Yeah. And you kinda wanna experience that first time for yourself. And or like, I'm I'm sure I'll make a video or stream it or something. Like I know you're not overly interested in it, but my I'd like to so see it though. for Pokemon Snap. If you want to do a stream or a video on it, I'd be happy to do that. Like maybe mm-hmm. like play with the officer your missus first so you can experience that together. But maybe when you've like learned a couple of the levels just to show yeah. off some of the cool interactions. Because I tend to have a wide berth on anything gaming related in regards to like, the news about it because just the mm. discussions around it are just so draining. Yeah. And it is... Like, I think the most wholesome I've seen any Pokemon community in a while, like, of just, oh, hating on Pokemon Diamond and Pearl and hating on the Legends Arceus game and blah, blah, blah. And then everyone's just like, oh, look, Pokemon Snap, yay! How can you hate Pokemon Snap? Pokemon Snap and Pokemon Teeth. Pokemon fucking... That one way it's like Charmander teaches you to brush your teeth. That's Mm. a fucking good game. That's a great game for kids. And I love how many adults are like, why would I be interested in this? You're not, kids will be. (laughs) You're not the fucking audience for this. You're not the target audience for literally everything. Shut up. When the trailer was a bunch of, like, six-year-olds brushing, brushing their, teeth. their teeth to Pokemon teeth, like, little mini-games, that, does that not make it clear to you that you're not the audience, but your potential children are? Yeah, well, those kids, those people are having kids, because there's no fucking way they're getting That's a date. why I said potential children potential. are. <laughs> they're not getting a fucking date. Not like that. Respect women. And also, as well, they get annoyed at the idea of Ryan to brush the teeth, so... I don't much fancy their chances of getting a second date if they get a first one. And they're still not getting, like... Because they're definitely not getting a kiss at the end of that date. I was, t- I was tempted to get that just so I could have it. <laughs> I'm tempted to try it still. I was just hoping that they had, like, tie-in toothbrushes, man. Oh, man. I'd, I'd pay for a Pikachu toothbrush. I'd have a fucking Pikachu toothbrush. would be great. I'd love uh, that shit. Yeah, someone in my chat, I just want to mention, says, like, your blue hair looks sick, man. It's like, thank you. Also, it is like blue and yellow. Just oh, to point out, like, I thought you were gonna say it's, it's not purple. just blue. There's some yellow hiding out there as well. I thought you were gonna say it's purple, like the new Nintendo GameCube Switch. Yeah, they, they, this is Indigo Carl. Yeah, it's actually blue. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, for my chats, have a look. Uh, simple question: Do you like battle royale games? Uh, no, um, they take too long to get into a game, and the play style is just anti-fun to me. Like, every time I play Warzone with my friends, it is just everybody is either hiding, so you don't actually get to experience any of, like... Admittedly, what Call of Duty is, like, you know, excels at. It's, like, gunplay. Mm-hmm. 
you don't really get to experience that because you just get immediately sniped from someone from a mile away or someone runs in with a shotgun. And then Fortnite yeah. and stuff like that. Um, just the quote I've heard about it, I think, sums up my experience. Like The one game I played is you shoot someone and they turn into a three-story building. <laughs> it's not fun. It is just, it's not conducive to any fun time because the only way that people want to play is to win. And to win, you have to play super defensively and boringly. I don't like that. Thing is, like I enjoy a few matches of Apex every now and then, but then realize that, oh, okay, why do I enjoy Apex? Well, the movement and the gunplay. Oh, that thing I can get in Titanfall anyway. Yeah. And there's robots in that that can jump in. Yeah, they're the worst part of the game. They are. And yeah. uh, you are you are dismissing like battle royales quite a lot there, though, Carl, because there are some great battle royales. It's like. Which ones do I forget? Well, there's, there's Pac-Man and Tetris 99. That's Carl. fair, yeah. Those get it right. <laughs> and we talked about that in the uh, quick look we did at Pac-Man uh, 99. And the reason I think that works as a battle royale is because there is an element of randomness to them, which I think mm. is essential for those games. And it's something that is sorely missing from things like Warzone, where they need... Like, the random element is like the circle closing in, but it's not enough. It's not enough because people who are good at the game can consistently win. And that's not fun for the other 99 fucking people in a match because they just get annihilated immediately and they never get a look in on, like, you know, the, the best part of that game. Because I've only, like, I've won one or two games of Warzone and the best mm. part of that entire thing is when you're the last person and another team. Yeah. Like, the entirety of that game leads up to that moment of you are two people in a tiny circle because essentially it's just a high-stakes game of regular COD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can get that from just going to play Search and Destroy. It's basically just you're playing Search and Destroy. <laughs> but yeah, like I know I'm going into a match of Apex and I'm fodder. Yeah, you're not. Gonna Whereas Pac Man '99 or Tetris '99, I know that there's a chance I could come last, but there's also a chance I could come first. Whereas Apex, I don't go into that thing and there's ever a chance of me coming first because I'm not skilled enough at the game. And it seems like such a weird thing for me to say. I think skill is too much of a determining factor for those games, and that's not even like cause I'm pretty decent at first person shooters. I play them a lot, mm. but I'm keenly aware that the other people playing aren't having any fun. And because, like, skill is such a determining factor, the play styles that that engenders are really fucking just boring to play against. Mm. It's just super defensive. Everyone picks the same loadout. They all play sniper rifles, and everyone just hides till the end of the match. <laughs> and and uh, also, like, you know, I love fucking Fall Guys as well. Like, Fall Guys is another great example of a battle royale yeah, but I think that they doesn't said, have to be a shooter and boring. Like, yeah. yeah, because they have um, the in elements of randomness in there. But I think mm. when this person was asking about uh, battle royales and they single out Warzone and Fortnite, they mean the ones with shooters. Oh, um, no, I know, but I like to turn that question around on people and be like, yeah. don't, don't think about the bad battle royales, think about the fun battle royales. Yeah, like, randomness needs to be a bigger element of it. Um, mm-hmm. to make it more fun for everybody because those games live and die by their player base yeah and their player base is being actively fucking just dis um, not disenfranchised um, dissuaded from playing another game because they know they're never going to win and then there's so much downtime between matches as well so like if I wanted to play Call of Duty I'll just go fucking play Call of Duty because I can be in a match in 30 seconds yeah that's like the thing is we were, when we were playing um, Pac-Man 99 it's like 20 seconds later, I'm back into a fucking match. Just going, going in, going, going. You don't have enough time to just get frustrated. It's like straight in. Yeah, just like hold that rematch button and you're, you're back in like before you can think about it. Like as well as guys like get good noob lol. It's like I'm pretty decent at first person shooters. I just don't care for that gameplay style. Like we were playing like, Titanfall the other night. I was fucking wrecking everybody. 
Yeah, but there's more of like a. It's not just a meta around like the gunplay when it comes to like battle royales in the sense of Warzone. It's a, a you know a lot about like learning the map and the strategies and stuff like that. It's not just about being better at a shooter. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's about being better at learning like the map and having strategies and sticking with your squad and. Just things that, for the most part, I, I find a bit draining. Yeah, it's also so it's really funny when I'm giving this just really, um, I'd like to think, pretty detailed explanation of my problems with the genre and ways that I fix it or things that I don't particularly find Someone fun just about comes it. In, Lol, get, get good. Yeah, like that's their entire viewpoint on it. Mm-hmm. Like they do not want to interact with that argument at all. They're only it's like no fuck you. It's like, great. Mm-hmm. It's like that thing we mentioned earlier, isn't it? Like way too just contribute to the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Just immediately shut down any convers- potential conversation that was going to occur. Great. Way to do it, bro. So any more final questions in your chat? I know I think my chat seems to have calmed down a little bit. Okay, now people in my chat are just mentioning foodstuffs, so I, I guess that's that's the end of that. They've kind of ruined it for themselves, really, because I, I don't <laughs> want to interact with whatever the fuck that is. Just Fair like enough. a battle royale.